0: Hello everybody and welcome back to The Brink as we move into episode 44 of The Brinkaliciously Awesome Podcast Reboot. And we basically are at the point now where we're celebrating our one year anniversary of returning to your speakers. That is right. About a year ago, September 27th to be precise, we returned to your speakers after a little bit of a layoff on this podcast form. And we are releasing this, of course, on September the 25th. But it is essentially a one-year anniversary 44th episode. We've nearly done one a week for the last year. And what a pleasure it has been to be able to celebrate this occasion with you today. Even though we're literally just getting started and we are not going anywhere just at this time being. We've got a big episode for you today. Lots to get through. It's AFL Grand Final Week. And as is traditional on this show, we have a bit of a celebration in terms of that. Uh obviously you'll hear from uh that throughout this episode, including our good friend and co-host, uh former co-host I should say, and of course co-founder of the show, Joshua Shoebridge. A couple of appearances we recorded uh during uh the week in regards to his feelings, uh given he's a massive Richmond supporter. We will uh, find out a little bit across the way here on this episode. But as we start off every single episode, we just have a bit of a look-see back at the week in terms of uh, how we're travelling with the listeners and where you're listening from. As always, Australia. Uh, penguin listeners seem to have dropped off during the week, so obviously my uh, constant barrage of uh, requests for them to take a photo of them with the giant penguin has really kind of died off. But uh, Austria still listening. Hello to our Austrian listeners. US, hello. Uh, North Grafton is the uh, choice of uh, listenership base this week. In uh, the US of A uh, And according to my uh, research That is in Massachusetts uh, And of course um, that is a great state I was there earlier this year So I hope that uh, you're enjoying listening And the UK, London Hello to all our London listeners Uh, Just thought I would send you a special shout out And I hope you're having a good day So uh, there you go, as always uh, Listen to us around the world And we will give you a shout out Because that's what we like to do here on The (laughs) Brink It is that time of the show where we decide to find out what is happening in a country that some Australians probably don't give two shits about. And let's be honest, I don't really either. I'm just trying to fill in time here on the brinks so with no one else to talk to. Uh, it's Nick Chester from New Zealand. Nick, welcome back to the show. Um, it's a pleasure to be back. Now, uh, at the time of recording this, I'm just going to date this. We're recording this on a Wednesday evening before the New Zealand general election 2017. We're obviously going to release this episode on a Monday. So by the time you're hearing this, listener, you, of course, would know the result of the New Zealand election. But at the time of this, we don't know the result of the New Zealand election. Uh, and obviously, it's all the talk of the town over there in the Dutch, across the Dutch. Uh, how's it going, Nick? How's the election going? Are you sick of it? you loving it? Uh, what, what's going to happen? Just tell us everything. Well,
1: Well, don't be sure that you'll know the result by the time you hear this, because the way our system works is that you don't actually get a result on the night. Um, It's normally, it's a bit survivorish where you've got to form alliances and and get a majority and things like that. And that's not always particularly clear on election night. So you could end up, uh, you know, there has been occasions where it's taken weeks to form a government after the election. So. We just we just don't know yet, so it's it's going to be fun.
0: Now, at the time of recording this on the Wednesday evening, there's been a debate. Now, obviously, you've been recording with me for quite some time. so You didn't get to watch all of it, but uh, I'm guessing you saw a little bit of it. And um, I mean, where are you? How are you feeling that things are sitting right now? If, if you were to, if you were to call this right now, Nick, what would you say? Is it is a bill? Is it Jacinda? Is it? James, Winston to Aurora, David, I'm just reading the list of Wikipedia here so uh, yeah I'm actually very <laughs> well, smart I think, on New Zealand politics
1: <laughs> Well I think um, the um, the result of the debate itself the, the media um, as they always bravely do called it as a draw um, good, on your, good on your media, it's nice to see you putting your, your head on the line there and making a big call um, but um, if I was going to take a guess I'd say it's probably going to be the bill english and the national party are probably going to get it but um our our kind of polling has been all over the shop so it's kind of just so hard to know what's going to happen and a lot of it will depend on turnout i think and um we've been allowed to, to early vote for the last week and a bit and so there's already been half a million people who have already voted which is um Quite a big increase on years gone by, so um, it, it really could be anybody's game. It's it's just so hard to know at the moment.
0: Did you mention to us last week that you had um, voted already, or had you not? Yeah,
1: I, I voted. Yep, yep. I've I've gone and done
0: my patriotic duty. And I mean, I don't think I asked you this question last week, or maybe you've answered this to me before. Correct me if I have. Is it um is it compulsory to vote New Zealand? No,
1: it's not. It's really? compulsory to it's compulsory to be enrolled to vote. Um, but if you're not enrolled to vote, um, you can be charged a hundred dollars and, you know, I'm not exactly sure if the police are charged to go around with everybody who isn't enrolled and knock on their door and find them. So I'm not actually sure what the, the, you know, the, the kind of, um, mechanisms are to to kind of follow up on that. But, um, yeah, no, it's not, it's not compulsory to, to vote. So,
0: so, so let me get this straight. It is against the law for you not to be enrolled, but once you're enrolled,
1: you don't have to vote. How does that work? Yeah. Um, good, good question. Um, I don't, I don't know the answer to that one.
0: That's, that's intriguing. Cause like here it's obviously, it's compulsory. You have to vote. Um, but that's, like, that fascinates me how you have to be enrolled. So, like, yeah, knock on the door. It's like, excuse me, mus, uh, are you enrolled to vote? Oh, no, come with me down to the station. <laughs> it's like, I mean, what do you have, like, prisons there in New Zealand just filled with, like, drug runners and, uh, you know, murderers? And, oh, what are you in for? Oh, I didn't uh, enroll to vote before 2017. <laughs> I mean, like, that sounds like such a weird crime.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's all a bit strange. I mean, today when I walked past one of the early voting places, there was actually somebody being um, given an enrolling form, so that you can actually enrol right up until Friday and vote. So you can enrol and vote at the same time if you if you really want to. Um, so it's you know, like it's quite funny. Like when you look at America, how they've got all this voter ID lo- laws and stuff like that, and you know, ours it's like anything we can do to get you to vote, we want you to vote. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't have to. I, when I voted, I didn't have to take any ID. Um, I just rocked up and told them my name. Um and they just gave me a form and let me vote.
0: Yeah, they do that here. They you you kinda of walk in and you say like, Oh yeah, man, waterworth and they find you on your roll and they put a put a line on you next to your name and they give you the piece of paper. So I mean, I could technically go to every single booth in my uh, electorate. because <laughs> um, they always ask you the question, have you voted anywhere else today? And I just like no. <laughs> but then like say that to every single person. Um but yeah, like here I think you I think it's about a hundred and fifty dollar fine if you don't vote. Uh, unless you got a valid reason. Uh, I think my mum one year uh, couldn't vote because she was giving birth to my sister. I and mean, that's a pretty valid reason. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there was um, one of our more famous senators now, Darren Hinch, who was a bit of a media personality here. I think he was very famously known for not having voted in, like, 20 years, and for some reason he was still around. Uh, they didn't, like, send a hitman after him or something like that. I don't know. But... Um, yeah i mean well, that's one thing i found when i went to america and you, you tell them in america like oh you have to vote in australia it's like oh my god really how do they do that and it's like well they just threaten you with a fine um I mean, obviously there's people out there that don't give a shit because you know not everyone votes still do they
1: no well exactly yeah um but i mean the 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 news has kind of been dominated and the the election by um one specific issue that's happened in the over the weekend so i don't know if you heard about this but um Basically, we have an oil refinery up um, in Northland and all the oil is, is, um, you know, we we have a refinery and all the petrol and fuel is sent down one big pipeline to Auckland, which basically provides Auckland with all its fuel, including our jet fuel for our planes. And um, some, some crazy farmer was out in his digger messing around in some paddock and abs- accidentally broke the pipe and so Auckland can't get any petrol at the moment. Um, and so that, that's been a big election issue over the last few days so New Zealand's kind of been cut off and we've had to you know heaps of people's flights have been cancelled or delayed <laughs> or whatever because there's one pipe that produces all the oil that goes to Auckland. Shit! Uh, <laughs> so what are you going to do Nick? Uh, what, what happens if you run out of, of petrol? I mean how, how do well, you get to the sheep? Well, I mean we do... We, well we do we do get um, petrol to other places so there 's other ports where it gets imported in um, and so you know there 's lots of um, fuel tankers on the roads making sure that everyone can get petrol at the moment, and they think it 'll be kind of repaired within the next week or so but it 's not a great look that you know we can kind of have like basically all non essential travel um, imports anything that doesn 't absolutely have to come here by plane has been kind of delayed, so people have got stuff sitting in the airports and all around the world um you know stuff that they need for their jobs or whatever is just kind of sitting um in other airports waiting for our fuel issue to get sorted before it, it, it kind of gets sent over here and is, is this kind of
0: the issue now where they're saying they're looking at bill english to see how we start you know handling this i mean ca- can we put out conspiracy theories here nick that maybe he employed this guy in the digger to whatever he did to destroy the pipeline so he can come across as a strong leader to fix this issue
1: Yeah, well, I think we quite the opposite, that he's now been, um, people have been asking him why they didn't um, make sure there was a backup system in place before now. So it's Jacinda um,
0: who's done uh, this. It's Jacinda who's actually... uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it sounds like this farmer just wandered onto this paddock and started messing around with his digger, and there was not really (laughs) great signs. It's like, it's the most New Zealand story of all time. I was
0: about to say, just legitimately, the entire resources of the entire country comes down to with a farmer being a bit of a dick. Uh, We I mean, we had a thing, I guess, in Tasmania, which is kind of similar. We have this uh, cable that, I guess, connects us to the mainland in terms of, you know, it's called BassLink. And it was initially built because it was meant to help us export our power to the mainland that we could sell off to them to make money for the state. And somehow it turned the opposite and ended up us relying on the power of the mainland. So, like, they um, had an issue about a year or two ago where it got cut. Um, you know, somehow they were doing some deep trench digging or something and some idiot just went too far. And and uh, didn't really affect the power too much because we were in a bit of a drought, so we were kind of having the dam level. So it's kind of like, fuck, if that goes below this level, we can't rely on the mainland, we're going to be out of power. And it never happened. But I think the funniest thing that happened with that is obviously there was some connection through this cable that helped us get certain speed internet from the mainland. And if you weren't with anyone but the main provider of Telstra in Australia, like if you were in some of these smaller countries, your internet was basically like a quarter of the speed of that it should be. So like everybody was complaining, like, oh, I can't load Netflix. I can't go on YouTube. Because our internet's so slow, and this is the point where I'm sitting back going, oh, this is why I don't use Netflix. This is why I have DVDs because this is what happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, it's pretty crazy that, um, that you know one little cable or one little pipe can completely screw everything up if it if it breaks.
0: Yeah. So worst case scenario, um, you might turn into like America did. I guess during the Iraq War, you might just invade the Middle East to get some oil or something like that. Uh, I mean. I don't know. You might invade Australia. Uh, I'm sure we've got somewhere. Probably the closest country you could invade for that. I mean, I don't know how Samoa looking for their uh, oil or anything along those lines. Uh, you know, it plans in place here for New Zealand to get a little bit physical with somebody to steal some oil.
1: Yeah, no, our our, our armed forces couldn't deal with any of that, so let's not even try. Let's just hucker their way into it. Um, yeah.
0: Anything else happened in New Zealand that we should know about in the meantime, Nick? Or is uh, it's just all election, election, election?
1: Um, I, I guess the All Blacks had a, um, a record-breaking victory over South Africa on the weekend, 57-0. So that was a bit of a hiding. Everybody's quite, quite pleased with themselves about that up, over yep. here. Yeah, pretty standard, yeah, as you say, yeah.
0: Yeah, just another day in the office for the All Blacks, so... Um,
1: and I see the I see the Wallabies coach burnt his nose by biting into a dumpling that was too hot, so, you know, this is what we're dealing with with different countries. I didn't even know that,
0: there you go, you're more in touch with that than me. Uh, I think we beat Argentina on the weekend, didn't we? So we actually won yeah. a game. Uh, we drew yeah. with our South Africa, so you can beat them 57 nothing. that kind of uh, speaks volumes for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And also our cricketers lost to Bangladesh about a week or so ago, so we're becoming you and cricket now, so... Um, Go Australia. Uh, yep. Nick, always fun. And obviously, um, we will hopefully by this time next week know a result in the election. Um, that, of course, when we're recording it. Uh, but yes, hopefully you will get some oil soon. Uh, otherwise, I might have to send you a couple of bags or something. <laughs> yeah. Now, let's press a button and do this. This
2: is like a, flash, flash, flash. This is like a dream.
0: Um, flashback, yes. Now, obviously, we've been celebrating the year that was two thousand and nine recently, but we we'll thought take a week away from that and uh, go back to where we started from, at least uh, on this podcast, this very podcast, a year ago. As I said, now we've technically already played this uh, before in terms of our best of episode of our uh, best of twenty sixteen. But we thought we'd celebrate the occasion once again by going back about 12 months ago, nearly 12 months ago to the day, to hear how we restarted ourselves on the podcast with this Brink version that we're now listening to, or you're listening to at least right now. So let's go back and hear how it all began on that fateful day on the 27th of September 2016. Oh yes, hello everybody and welcome to The Brink. Well I should say welcome back to The Brink because it uh, has been quite some time since I've been able to utter those words in what you are now listening to as the very first podcast only episode of the former number four breakfast radio show in all of Hobart. My name is Ben Waterworth. If you're not familiar with my voice, probably a good thing because you either uh, just have been living a normal life and don't like Survivor, James Bond, Formula One, the Olympics, Eurovision, or live in Hobart and listen to a station that nobody else listens to. But uh, it is so exciting to be able to bring back The brand of a radio show that uh, lasted for a good uh, 10, 11 years in the radio sphere of Hobart, bringing you a podcast only and very excited to be back on the airwaves for the first time since January 2015, and a lot of things have happened since, but a lot of things have happened for the good as well, and it is going to be a pleasure to be able to bring you so much content with the show now. Moving forward, we can certainly get away with a little bit more than we could back when we were actually on radio, and uh, we can say words such as shit and fuck, which we could never say on air before, and if you weren't expecting us to swear already, then perhaps uh, you don't really know anything anything about uh, any episodes that I have formerly produced. But if you are for some reason tuning in for the very first time to the brink, you have no idea what we talk about and you've looked at this logo and thought, well, that's a quite a fancy looking logo, Hobart's voice for inclusion. Well, why would I listen to a radio show or a podcast based in a little city in Australia that nobody really gives two shits about? Well, uh, you're going to be pleasantly surprised because we don't generally always talk about Hobart. We talk about a lot of things. You're going to hear a lot of things already in this very first episode, podcast episode I should say and uh, we cover everything from sport to news to attempting to be funny and everything else in between good memories feels like it was only yesterday but it was actually a year ago so uh, there you go happy birthday to us just thought we'd share that and uh, we hope you enjoyed that little trip down memory lane the time of the show where we get a little bit presidential as we talk about everybody's favourite red-headed, weird-looking man that isn't an Oompa Loompa, or oh, maybe he is, I don't really know. Uh, Paul, this person that I'm about to talk to isn't that person, I'm talking about this person's talking about a person. Anyway, it's Paul Luttrell, first of all. Paul, I don't know if I kind of started coming off there like I was describing you as an Oompa Loompa there, but I, I wasn't, if that's where you thought I was going. Either. Oh,
3: I'm black, yeah, so that's good. Uh, yeah, Trump. Um, yeah, interesting week. I guess we've had a few different things. Uh, it's good to be back.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, really, I guess dominated by the, the UN speech, um, which interesting comments around that, I guess. I mean, you know, what was your take on uh, his address to the to the UN?
3: Well, he seems to be uh, fairly hell-bent on trying to coin a nickname for Kim Jong-un as Rocket Man. (laughs) So borrowing from uh, Elton John a little bit there. Um, Yeah, not even kind of breaking off to, to really kind of... Um, to to kind of uh you know suggest that he was joking or anything, and and just you know mid sentence just referring to him as rocket man. Do you, do you think he's just
0: baiting Kim Jong Un to like come on attack us because you know he wants to be the president that um destroys North Korea? I mean I I don't know what to take of this. I mean it's kind of. It's not like this North Korea thing's completely new. I and mean, it's going on for a long time. But as we've kind of discussed in the past, I mean, Trump's the one who just instigates a lot more. It's kind of, you know, that that tactic of the bully in the schoolyard is just going to say to you every day, like, "Oh, come on, I'll fight you," and you just kind of sort of ignore him. But Donald Trump's the kid who goes, "Okay, then, yeah, let's go."
3: Yeah, possibly. Well, I think it, the history has shown that wars do increase approval ratings for presidents. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. Call it patriotism. It just seems like people. Suddenly, as soon as there's a war, they, out of some kind of, um, you know, responsibility or some kind of uh, duty, tend to just say, "Oh, I've got to get behind my president," despite the fact that he's the one causing the whole thing. Um, so yeah, uh, maybe that's a tactic. Um, maybe he's taken it out of the Putin playbook. <laughs> um, and yeah, his, it, it just does seem like that. It seems like he's just doesn't really care about the consequences, is really just trying to, uh, you know, take the piss out of uh, Kim Jong-un.
0: Which is interesting, like, how do you say about approval ratings? I mean, you kind of look what's happening here in Australia. Whenever Turnbull comes out and says, like, yes, we'll support the US, should we go to war, uh, it's the opposite here. Like, everybody in Australia is like, fuck off, we don't want to do that. Like, don't support Trump, we hate
3: you, Turnbull. Yeah, because I think we're removed maybe just enough to just see how ridiculous this is. Obviously, there are, we have our own loonies that you know wave flags and whatever, and um, you know getting on the the Bible belt a little bit. That, that kind of I don't know. I think they want want to trump an Australian Trump somewhat, <laughs> but I think for the most part, there's enough of us that can see that this is a ridiculous thing, and you know it's a bit of a, a, a circus going on so yeah we can whenever Turnbull comes out and supports these ridiculous ideas that Trump has we uh, we we shut that down a little bit whereas I think in America you know it's it's so divided that um and so confusing it seems that people don't really know what to think.
0: Didn't we already uh make the whole trend of having a Orange-haired politician with controversial views, cool. I mean, we were doing that in the '90s, Paul. So I mean, you know, we've we've kind of had our own Trump for about 20 years. I feel.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we've even had you know satirical songs about it. It's it's strange <laughs> as well. I haven't seen not, not a lot of music being made about with the, you know lyrical themes of, of Trumpism and whatever, which makes me think, what the hell are people writing songs about? What how could how could you write about anything else at the moment? This is a this is the thing that I'm questioning, but yeah, Pauline Hanson, um, I still, I don't know how she's still around, don't know how she hasn't learned anything from the past 20 years, um, but yep, yeah, it just seems like this is a, if, if you want to be a bigoted um, politician, then you know, you have to fit a specific, you have to, there's a specific look you have to adhere to.
0: Yeah, it's just the whole evil redheaded thing, right? Um, no offense, I know you're a redhead. Um, but it's, uh, I mean, Pauline Hanson's appeared on this show. There's a random stat for you. Um, we had a pleasant conversation with her when she came on several years ago. Um, but yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the song sort of side of things. That's actually a very good point. And th- th- I mean, I'm sure if I actually looked this up on YouTube, it probably would exist, but I'm talking about a real mainstream release in terms of a parody. I'm surprised no one's ever really gone ahead and gotten the iconic Presidents of the USA song uh, Lump and turned this into an absolute parody on, on Trump. I mean, again, I know it's probably done. I'm sure there are plenty of them on there on YouTube. But, I mean, you know, obviously Weird Al Yankovic turned that into a great parody song about Forrest Gump. Gump. But, I mean, where's the one about Trump, Paul? You and I could... We wrote some parody songs about Survivor contestants. sure you and I could come up with one here.
3: Yeah, why don't we just do the the Fergalicious or the Fergie, um, my lovely <laughs> <lady Trumps>. uh-huh. <laughs> i Trumps?
0: I'm, I'm very, uh, weirded out by the fact that it's generally me who goes with the trashy real pop with the Fergie and you probably would go with a slightly more, uh, I guess, accepted president. And you were the one who pulled up the Fergie there. Good job. That's actually a good one though. My Trump, my Trump, my Trump, my Trump. Um, yeah, anyway, bit of fun though with Donald Trump this week in terms of, um, a story which you pointed out to me here, which I've just looked up, that he got an 11-year-old boy and made him mow the lawns of the White House. Uh, what the hell happened here?
3: Well, I think that the, the kid actually wrote into to the, the media office and, and requested that he would be allowed to come and mow the lawns. And Donald Trump, obviously, uh, to try and get a, a positive story, obviously said yes. And uh, it was a bit of a funny sight because that eleven-year-old kid didn't really have a lot of meat on the bone <laughs> and didn't really have the strength to really push that uh, that lawnmower around, and he missed quite a few spots. <laughs> Just didn't really do a good job, but uh, yeah, that was it was kind of hilarious. It's, I mean, it's you
0: know, it's it's cute. Uh, but, I mean, you know, it's, it's it's interesting kind of to think that it just to me we're looking at this picture, it just looks like it's just lazy Donald Trump. Like, yeah, come get some little kid to mow the lawns. Or like, to me, that's just Donald Trump getting somebody else to do his work for him. Um, but, I, I like, it's, it's interesting kind of, you know, we have these stories about kids writing off to the president and doing things. Like, I, I remember um, one that made the, the news. I think it was an Australian boy just after 9-11 sent off a letter to um, George W. Bush and like, a little drawing. It was just kind of like, you know, I'm so sad the towers came down. And then it kind of made the news here because he actually got a reply like a personally handwritten reply from the president um so you know i mean it's kind of it's interesting when you get this i think kind of just a special note out there if anybody ever wants to get a reply from the president of the united states just pretend you're a little kid
3: um i wonder if that kid in the future when he you know when he's growing up and he understands who donald trump is and what he stands for and whatever whether or not he will regret that but then again you know maybe he'll be indoctrinated into right-wing politics so, Who know, knows?
0: It's... I mean, he could have just been an actor that they hired. It's like, shit, we need to get a little kid to mow yeah. the lawn. It's like, fuck, make up this story about him sending in a letter. Uh, go get him. Yes, he'll work. Do it. Done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who knows? The one thing I just want to add before we close out here, Paul, one thing that I thought was, I mean, I don't want to say funny. It's not the nicest thing to say, but, you know, we know Donald Trump has a habit of, of retweeting certain things that I guess a president shouldn't be. But the fact that he retweeted a gif, that uh, involved him playing golf and a golf ball hitting Hillary Clinton falling over. I mean, look, the thing that I find funny about this is this is the fucking president of the United States retweeting a pretty poorly put-together gif. I mean, this is something that should be written in a Hollywood movie. <laughs> this is real life. I mean, Donald Trump should not be retweeting memes.
3: Yeah, not only that, this is a 70... 70- Year old man. (laughs) Yes. I'm sure that would be, you know, below his maturity level to have that. That just seems like something a kid would do. Um, And and surely, isn't he the one that's under investigation by the FBI? So, yeah, I don't know about that.
0: Oh, never a dull moment in the world of Donald Trump. Uh, Paul, always a pleasure having you on the show to talk about him, and we will speak to you next week.
3: Yep, good to be here. (laughs)
0: We obviously haven't had this guy on in a few weeks, but that doesn't mean we're not going to get him on again. And particularly when we've got a certain topic to talk about when it comes to his beloved Richmond Tigers football club. I do, of course, speak of the co-founder of this show, Mr. Joshua Schubert. Josh, welcome back to The Brink.
4: Thank you, Ben. Thank you, thank you. It's great to be here on this joyous occasion when we're talking about something that hasn't happened (laughs) For a bloody long time. (laughs) Well,
0: we're gonna we're gonna straight away start out by saying we're recording this on a Thursday evening, so we're releasing this on a Monday. So basically everybody listening to this right now will know if your beloved Richmond Tigers have made the grand final or not. So right now you and I are speculating. But if they've if they've not made it and they've choked at the last hurdle, um, you know, just please put this in the context, people, that we're doing this before the game. But uh, I have to start out by asking you, Josh, as of right now, Thursday, two days before this huge preliminary final, the first preliminary final you have played in, in 16 years. Uh, how, how are you feeling right now as a Richmond supporter?
4: I'm actually kind of excited. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's it is like, yeah, we want them to win. We want them to get to the premiership. But at the same time, this is, it's like playing a video game. I actually remember one night we were playing. I was at your house and we were playing Spider Man 2. <laughs> and we were trying to play this one level, and we were, I think it was the one where Doc Ock was yeah. getting annihilated by the thing. And we just kept on trying and trying and trying to hit this level, but we couldn't do it. Yeah. And, that's, and nothing else. We've, we've been doing this for years and years and years, and we we got into the, to the semis, and now we're into the preliminary. I'm like, yeah. We can do it. Come on. <laughs> it's, um, I remember that game. That's, that's, that's a good memories though Um,
0: it's, it's interesting because, I mean, we saw it last year with the Bulldogs, uh, obviously, you know, big drought broken and all these sort of fans have been suffering for a long time. And the thing though, that I thought with Bulldog supporters at least was that, I mean, Bulldogs were kind of the forgotten team that hadn't won in a while like everybody always would talk about Richmond and, and St Kilda and Melbourne as these teams that have these big droughts whereas the Bulldogs to me were the ones I always felt sorry for and I kind of wanted them to win the most I'm so glad that they were able to, to break that drought next one to me then like I mean Richmond and Melbourne I mean sorry St Kilda and Melbourne like yeah okay sure I know they're longer than Richmond but I know a lot of Richmond supporters. I think everybody knows Richmond supporters. And I think that the funniest thing is about Richmond is that St Kilda have had their opportunities. They've made plenty of grand finals and lost them. Melbourne, I remember, in the year 2000, made the grand final and lost their opportunity. They were quite good in the early 2000s, and they've faded away. Richmond just have not been any good. They've just always finished ninth, and it's kind of like every year, Richmond supporters are like, yeah, this is our year. Oh, no, we're ninth. Oh, this is our year. Oh, no, we're ninth. Oh, this is our year. Oh, we're ninth. And, like, you are amongst the most passionate uh, supporters out there. I mean, we know Chris Hamley very well, a good friend of this show, and just how passionate he gets, and just so many other Richmond supporters I know. So, to me, this, I mean, you've, I think, got the most members out of any AFL club out there. You've pretty much got the most supporters. You're the most vocal supporters. I mean, to me, this would be the biggest grand final victory if you can make it to the big dance and if you can win the game that has at least happened since I've been alive.
4: Well, that's exactly right, Ben, and what you were saying there about how, like, the membership supporters and that sort of thing, in 2016-2017 year, uh, Richmond have had, as in official club members like and supporters, is 72,669, which puts them third. For for most, that's like the membership. population of Launceston, pretty much.
0: <laughs> well, a, bit, yeah. a bit below Launceston, but it's around about there.
4: <laughs> and, and and that's just coming close to like the seventy five thousand by Hawthorne and seventy five thousand by Collingwood. Below Richmond is Essendon at sixty seven thousand. So there's a massive gap there. So it, it's it's going to be really big to see a, a largely supported club. And this is a club who's been supported this high forever, yeah. even though they've not been in a final.
0: And the thing that I find, interesting again, people need to know that we are recording this before the preliminary final, so obviously we would not know the crowd finger figure by the time you're listening to this. But one of the uh, interesting reports I read, given that you guys are playing GWS, and this is a whole other kettle of fish, but apparently only about 2,000 tickets from GWS members, which is, I think, about 2,000 times more fans than they actually have, uh, have only bought tickets for this game. So, therefore, if they're expecting a crowd of about 95,000 people, you're going to have 93,000 supporters of Richmond versus 2,000. Like, I read a quote saying this could potentially be the most lopsided, one sided crowd in the history of the
4: AFL. Well, that's it. And they were saying this in the ABC earlier today that Richmond play really, really well when they've got. The majority crowd support.
0: Which is most of the time, let's be honest. And th- that's why, like, the other week when you guys beat Geelong, like, I-, I thought you guys would win for sure because, I mean, look, I don't agree with the fact they played at the MCG. I... I firmly think that that should have been down in Geelong because Geelong got home ground advantage. And obviously the AFL went with the route where they were going to get more money and more tickets. And okay, the argument is you got like over 90,000 people at the MCG, whereas you've only got 30 at Skilled Stadium or Spotland, whatever the hell it's called down at Geelong now. Uh, but I mean, mm. I still stand by the fact Geelong should have gone there. But that aside, you, I mean, that was a very one-sided Richmond crowd that obviously helped you guys get over the line. And look, I've been to plenty of, probably outside of Carlton games, the most... AFL games I've been to with a team would be Richmond games, and I mean you know I was I saw a Richmond Carlton game one this year. I've seen that game multiple times, and I remember going to a Richmond Adelaide game at the MCG, which you know there's only like forty thousand people there. You know thirty five thousand of those are probably Richmond fans, and I sat in the cheer squad with the Richmond cheer squad, and. You guys are some very interesting supporters. And I generally base my like or dislike of an AFL club on their supporters. That's why I hate Hawthorne the most, because I think they have the worst supporters in the AFL. Hello to all our Hawthorne well, listeners. Tasman, man. Get fucked, you suck. Uh, but, like, the thing with Richmond supporters is, like, yeah, you guys are passionate and you got some ferals. All AFL clubs have feral supporters. You know, even Carlton has a few. I'm one of them, apparently. But, like, um, <laughs> like you, just the passion that is involved with Richmond supporters, it's just, oh, just I love you guys. You guys are amazing.
4: And we're like a kid who's going to get a certificate for just participating that's what it is it's like yeah we're not going to win or we'll give it a go and
0: what I love about the fact that you guys are playing GWS is exactly the same situation as last year was that GWS played the Bulldogs in the preliminary finals so no matter who won that game you're either going to have a club that hadn't been in the grand final for a long time or a club GWS who have never been in the grand final so even if you guys lose and again people will know if you have lost or won already by listening to this I will still have a Slight bit of satisfaction knowing that we've got a brand new club in the grand final, even though, even though GWS are just the, like, who gives a shit team, uh, because that should be the Tasmanian team. I have more of an argument for the Gold Coast. That's another story. I like the Gold Coast. But, um, you know, and the thing I, I'm I'm also very excited for this. all four final teams that are left is the fact that the the most recent premiership winning team is Geelong, and that was still 2011. So that's still six years ago. So um, I kind of find it interesting that we've got... Uh, obviously, one team that's never won it, never been to the Grand Final. One team's within the last six years, so it's still kind of slightly recent, but it's still long enough maybe that some people don't remember it too well. And then you've obviously got Adelaide, which is uh, 19 years since they've been in the Grand Final and 19 years since they've won it. And then, of course, yourself, uh, it's, what, 20, uh, 35 years since you've been in the Grand Final and uh, 37 mm. years since you've won it. So... Um, I mean, if Richmond make the grand final, Josh, here's a little stat for you and I. You and I are obviously both born in 1987. That will be the last remaining team uh, in our lifetime to make the grand final. Uh, the, the, they've never been in the grand final since you and I have been alive, and I'm not including GWS or Gold Coast because, I mean, they're very new teams. So you've got to figure cool, that yeah. out. In our entire lives, the only AFL club that we have never been witness to a team making the grand final is Richmond.
4: I know, and it's been really hard for me to say. Growing up, oh Richmond's the best team. Like, why? Because <laughs> they are.
0: Well, it's it's interesting because, like, as a Carlton supporter, this is another random stat. If it's a Richmond Adelaide Grand Final, which I kind of hope it is, um, that means then that Carlton will share the record with North Melbourne for longest drought between a Grand Final appearances. Uh, And we will then have the third longest drought between premierships. So, I mean, I can at least say I've seen Carlton win a premier. I remember as an eight-year-old watching them win a grand final. So, at least that's something. But, like, still, we will then hold a record, which is difficult for Carlton supporters to admit because we're generally a very successful club, that we can now then say it's, what, been uh, 18 years since we've been in the grand final, which we will share with North Melbourne if it's a Richmond-Adelaide grand final
4: you see that with when you say that like as, as Carlton being a relatively uh, successful club, I i am actually quite surprised to see how they've ended up this year.
0: oh ah, well we're shit this year. We I was actually kinda of happy we didn't finish on the last bottom of the ladder. So um it was to be expected this year. I mean that's the thing. Yeah, so okay.
4: That's it. it. Yeah, going on to the opponent mm. coming into this game, Great Western Sydney, I really like because these guys came in what was it, two thousand and yeah, so I was still a missionary mm. when this happened, mm-hmm. so I'm, I wasn't privy to all this newfangled, oh, there's a Gold Coast team, and now there's a Fetch in Greater Western. What is Greater Western Sydney? Is that it Burkle. It's, it's
0: like Blacktown and fucking, you know, those places. <laughs> That's what it is. Parramatta. I
4: shouldn't bother. They don't need a bloody... they got the swamps. No, I agree. I okay? agree. No, 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 no. Tasmanian, and you go out to that area. They don't play AFL; they play rugby league.
0: Well, they had the crowd uh, last weekend. Uh, their semi-final win against uh, West Coast was the lowest finals crowd uh, in AFL VFL history since World War One. They only had like I think eleven oh, or maybe wow. fourteen thousand people, and that's at a freaking so, final. That's that's embarrassing.
4: Yeah, and like, if you if they had a Tasmanian team. I can guarantee you it'd be a massive majority of Tasmanians who would ditch the clubs that they currently support and they would start supporting the Tasmanian team.
0: Yeah, look, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about this, and it would be a difficult one because. I mean, any sport really outside of AFL, if we get a national team, I would, like, I mean, I, I go for Melbourne Victory in the A-League, but we're this close to getting a team. So as soon as Tasmania gets a team in the A-League, bang, I'm, a, I'm straight in the Tasmanian bandwagon. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I love Melbourne Victory, but I'm not, you know, as invested as I am with Carlton. The thing that I would find interesting when that happens, I'm not going to say if, I'm going to say when, because we will be the next team to get one, and it's going to happen in our lifetimes, Joss. I just, I'm going to say that now. Um... If it happens, when it happens, I just said, I wouldn't say if, and I just said it, Jim, an idiot. I want it to be a new franchise. I want it to be completely off the bottom, brand new team. And then that way, I think it would kind of be like what I do in a lot of my American sports, where I go for two teams. Because the thing is with Carlton is that this is this is part of my family. I've This is in my blood. I've been a cult towards the day I was born and it's, it's a family tradition of ours to go for the Blues so it's kind of that yeah, would be that, a, that
4: explains a lot now yeah
0: so it would be a difficult it's thing just like- to just say no no I'm not going for them anymore I'm going for, for Tassie but I think it would be a, a sharing point the thing that I would find difficult though is if say like North Melbourne relocated permanently to Tasmania and became the Tasmanian Kangaroos because I would know that history that they used to be North Melbourne. So I don't know if I could fully adopt them as a co-team as much as I could if they were brand new, they, if that makes sh- sense.
4: Should not, they should not do that. Yeah, that I agree. would be the I worst agree. thing. Nah. Yeah. I mean, it'd
0: yeah, it would be great to have the team, but at the same time, it's like... I mean, I understand that, uh, you know, South Melbourne supporters would say the same when they became Sydney or, you know, Fitzroy supporters when they merged with Brisbane Bears, you know, they could argue the same thing. But I think that was a little bit different because obviously at that time, you know, Sydney never had a team, Brisbane never had a team. You need to have at least representation there. I mean, the only way I could maybe see it is a point there I wouldn't really give a shit as much. This is if the Gold Coast folded and they moved to Tasmania. I mean, because they're a newer team, so they don't kind of have the history. And I, I kind of like Gold Coast. It's not that I don't like North Melbourne, but I mean... I don't know. Like, I mean, the best possible way for that to happen is if Carlton relocated and became the you know, Tassie Blues, but we know that's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I just, it's just, an, I don't. I want it to happen. I want us to have a team, definitely. Um, but it's kind of the case of, you know, I just, I could never get rid of Carlton as a team. I mean, it is, it is, it is in my blood. It's that simple.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's fair enough, and it's the same for me for Richmond. My yeah. mum went for Richmond, and like she. She used to tell me stories about going to watch them playing the VFL in the snow, like when she was a kid. Yeah. And and I thought, that was, yeah, that's cool. And, and, and I was thrown into the deep end, because like, when we went to Tasmania, I was like, oh, what the hell is this? Plenty sport. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, I can throw the ball in rugby. What's this? No, I've got to give it a, like a, a fisting to get it off my hand. and It's just... And uh, I uh, I slowly started loving the game. Yeah, it was it was, it was always a good game to watch. Like, it Never get me wrong, I actually quite like watching AFL. And um, growing up, trying to learn the rules, I was like, if I catch it, when do I get to actually take a mark? Is it when it comes? So it has to come off their foot, but it can't bounce. And, I, and all this stuff was confusing to me because all I was used to was. Grab the ball, run forward, throw it backwards, and mm. get it at the back at the end of the of the yard. easy, but um growing up, and then you got Matthew Richardson and fetching um all these other great players who who, who and when I was a kid we were setting up this great thing for like for the club for for richmond and I think that's what made Richmond a really good club, because they had these clear, iconic players who were really, really good. And they were, there was never, ever, ever, ever a, a scandal with Richmond. Yeah. I, I, I can't except you had scandal, crowd though. coaches and you couldn't recruit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. But at least,
4: we, but at least like, we, we didn't have anything going on with... um. Like Ben Cousins and anything like that. Yeah, or... Carlton, who basically, uh, you know,
0: salary cap breaches in the early 2000s when we were paying players under the table, you know. <laughs> I can't defend that. <laughs> we were breaking No, the rules. you can't.
4: <laughs> no, you can't. And, and that's the thing, like, Richmond's been... Like, Richmond's like the Mormon of all <laughs> the teams because they, they, they do the right thing. They might say a racist thing every now and then <laughs> and...
0: Um, they hang well, around they temples and don't let anybody come into their buildings. Um, <laughs> no, no. Allowed multiple
4: wives. Uh... So okay, all right. Here we go. I if, know if, it's if,
0: not a if, thing. If...
4: No, no, no. Here's what I'm going to say though. If if if, <laughs> if if they want gay marriage, well, I want polygamy me back. <laughs>
0: I see it as similar. <laughs> well, I think if the gays are allowed to marriage, they'll probably be an advocate for that. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not getting involved in that. That's an avenue, eh? Um, you know? I'm, so I'm guessing Richmond players wear special underwear as well.
4: <laughs> they probably do. Run, run over Grandpa's
0: any. chicken shed. Um, yes, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, that fits in beautifully with the uh, slogan of those ads, Richmond, isn't it about time? <laughs> <laughs> Joke of the night. Well Uh, done, Ben. uh, Thank you. <laughs> Love it.
4: I'm, I'm gonna take that one with me. That was a good one. We're
0: gonna get you on next week, uh obviously, because then it's, it's we might have to do a special episode uh to release before the grand final, should you make it. Um because the thing I will say is I actually know supporters of each of all these four clubs. I even know GW or well, one GW supporter. Um but yeah, it's 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 fascinating. Like I know obviously very passionate Geelong, like our good friend Samuel, he's a very, very passionate Geelong supporter, of course. Um I know a few very passionate Adelaide supporters as well. And I look I've got to say, all four of these teams, I have nothing against them winning the premiership. GWS is the team I want to see it win the least, just because the problem is, like, if GWS beat you guys and make the grand final, the problem you're going to have there is, like, there's no passion involved in a GWS victory. Like, no one's going to give a shit. (laughs) Like, people in Blacktown are going to be walking around going, ah, what the fuck's the AFL, I'll knife you. Like I mean, it's it's like no one gives a shit if they win the premiership, so it, it, there's it, no passion it, it involved. That's what like the AFL is. There's passion. There's Geelong win. It, there's passion. Adelaide win. It, there's passion. Richmond. Fucking the whole country is just gonna like have an orgy of love. Like fuck the gay marriage vote. It's gonna be all about Richmond, you know. <laughs> so. well,
4: that's it well that's it like a GWS winning is going to be like the debating team winning at school yeah. like about four people will be celebrating
0: yeah exactly you know it's, it's 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 like when Leonardo DiCaprio won the Oscar everyone's like yeah Leo it's so deserving finally Leo like if that was fucking I don't know um, like you winning <laughs> you the Oscar no
4: I'm going to give a shit <laughs> No, no, it's like Sundog Millionaire winning the Oscar. Yeah. Everyone's going, oh, yeah, it probably deserved it. I haven't seen it.
0: Yeah, like, that, that was the best movie that year, but, like, you know, it's not Leo winning the Oscar.
4: Like, oh, yeah, okay, some Indian kid won the lottery. Awesome. <laughs> and build a call One less Um, <laughs> I don't
0: know what you just said there, but I had uh, to... Don't repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah. Anything else to add in to before we we close this off with with Richmond? Oh, I
4: I was just really really quickly, and I'm not being racist or anything. No, that's a good way to start but, a
0: conversation.
4: <laughs> no, I was just, I, I thought I'd have a quick squeeze and see what the uh, the odds are for the, the upcoming games on the weekend. Mm. So for the Adelaide v Geelong game, uh, Adelaide are the favourites. Yeah, that, that's dollar right. At Geelong at two dollars eighty five. Mm.
0: Procreal Adelaide crowd. They'll have like fifty five thousand people there, or uh, you know, very much one sided Adelaide supporters. So that that doesn't surprise me at all.
4: Mm. And so that well, that's tomorrow night. We'll see. And then um the the game of the weekend. <laughs> Richmond are actually pinged to win this one too. Oh, They're at $1.62. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, and- the difficult thing with that though, Josh, is that GWS have been touted as premiership favourites since before the season. I think I remember seeing the list there of every expert's pick to win the premiership. And say there was 20 of them, like, 19 of them picked GWS to win it. Um, and, like, Richmond weren't on anybody's radars. But, um, yeah, look, I think it's going to be fascinating to see what will happen because the Giants don't also play that well at the MCG either. I think they've only won, like, one of their last however many games at the G. Um, and this mm. will by far be the biggest crowd GWS have ever played in front of as well. So...
4: Well, here's an interesting list here. This is what the the current um, stats for who, who they reckon will win the flag. Adelaide at $2.50, mm-hmm. uh, Richmond at $3.15, Greater Western Sydney at $5, and Geelong at 6
0: That's That's valid. I would say that's pretty, yeah, because, I mean, Geelong hit and miss. Um, you know, I mean, you guys belted them, and then they kind of came out and belted Sydney, and everyone expected Sydney to beat them. So, it's kind of, you don't know who's going to show up. Um, Adelaide, yeah, by far are the favourites. Uh, top of the ladder, uh, they've had, you know, uh, their one final that they played. They they thrashed GWS and, you know, pretty much should easily make the grand final. Um, And, yeah, GWS, again, they've kind of had to take the long path through here. So, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's just, it's all going to be, if it's a GWS Adelaide grand final, I think it's going to be a very even grand final in terms of, like, because GWS would have had to overcome you guys in front of a big crowd. Um, mm. if the Richmond-Adelaide grand final, I would honestly say Adelaide would look, go in favourites based on form. But again, you guys are going to have the very parochial crowd. Uh, and if it's a Geelong-Richmond grand final, I would say you guys would be the favourites. And if it's a GWS-Geelong grand final, then fuck who, who knows. <laughs> so that's just my thought process on how it should turn out based on how the teams are.
4: Well, I honestly reckon that the letter's going to be going true. It's gonna, and it's, it is, is going to go against Adelaide and Richmond. And then... and. I'm probably saying everyone knows what's happened now, and, and they're probably going, "Josh, you're an idiot."
0: People are commenting right now, "You loser, ninth again." <laughs> 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 but believe me, Josh, if you make the grand final, like I am, I am just, I am so Team Richmond. I, I actually, you probably saw my Facebook status as soon as the final started. I said, "We'll be supporting uh, Richmond for the next month." Uh, so I've been supporting you guys since the very beginning of these finals. Uh And I just, I want to see it. I want to see you guys win the premiership. I just want to see what that would mean. I mean, I was lucky enough to obviously be at the MCG last year to see, you know, the Bulldogs winning it. I saw grown men around me just bawling their eyes out. Um, you know, just with just the expectations it was that the Bulldogs won. And I would if I had the money, by all means I would go again, but by all means I would definitely not get a ticket to Richmond at the grand final. Um, because that would be the the hardest grand final to ever get into, I would say. Even more so than when Collingwood made it uh seven years ago. So um Yeah, no,
4: I, I I'm I'm gonna be more than chuffed just to be able to watch it at home.
0: Yeah. Oh look it's so, it's you know, I look I grand final day is one of my favourite days of the year. Um, you know, again, as I said, I was lucky to experience it all in person last year. But part of me also, you do miss that, you know, day that you have all the nice food at home and drink beer with your dad and kind of watch it. Because it's just such an Aussie day. It's such a great day. There's nothing beats AFL Grand Final day in this country. And, look, I I went to both AFL and NRL Grand Finals in one weekend. And the AFL Grand Final just shits all over the NRL Grand Final in terms of atmosphere and everything around it.
4: Well, I agree with you, and I think the one of the things AFL has up on the NRL is the fact that the games, like any game, during the weekend, it looks professional, it yeah. looks legit. And then there's some games you can watch, it'd be like a say, Cronulla V Knights game, and it looks like it's a B grade. Completely agree. Just because of the ground, yeah. crowd, the people, and yeah. and and just said it's just the passion like
0: sydney sydney supporters are so different like even going to a socceroos game this year in sydney just the way sydney people watch sport is very different to the way melbourne people like melbourne people are so passionate and connected with their games whereas sydney people honestly half the time you're looking at them going are you even bothered that you're at this game right now like do you give a shit (laughs) but it's i mean look the one thing i'll say about the nrl one though is at least like I was there. My team was in it, and we won. Like, if I was at that grand final and Cronulla weren't in it, it would have been a completely different atmosphere for me. And I, you know, than I had. I at least had the, you know, the the privilege of being able to see my team and see my team in a premiership, which will always live with me because I don't know if I'll ever have that opportunity. Should Carlton ever win a grand final in my lifetime again, <laughs> uh, of course. If they made the grand final, I would be doing anything I could to go and see them live. Of course, I would. But, uh, you know, that was that was definitely an experience I remember, and particularly how close that was at the end when we're surrounded by shark supporters and we thought the Storm were about to score a try and then that last tackle to win it and we just fucking went off. It was incredible. I mean, I was hugging people that I didn't even know. I was comforting a woman who was bawling her eyes out. She'd lost her husband and her kids and she didn't give a shit because Cronulla had won. She was just, tears just streaming <laughs> down her face. And like This is, to me, I, I remember posting on like social media about it. It's like, this is where people who say they don't like sport or hate sport, like, talk to people who are that entrenched because as I said back to my Carlton comment it's part of your family it's part of your life whether you like the sport or yeah. not when you support a team and when they have success like that to to see all those Bulldog supporters crying to see the Shark supporters crying it just it means so much to them and like I'm sure you will experience that emotion uh, you know when Richmond hopefully win the premiership
4: oh, I hope I hope to hell later It'll, it's going to be Look, the ne- in the next few days is going to be an interesting thing. Like all the development, like all the, all the pre-game stuff that'll happen, uh, all the things that uh, that get announced. Uh, who's playing? Who's not playing? Who's re- nursing an injury? Who's not? And all that sort of thing. That that that's all very, like, he, like I'm listening every time I go in the news, in the AFL news. Richmond, they're like, oh fetch, what's happening?
0: As long now. as Dustin Martin doesn't like, you know, hurt himself, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> And of course we should mention, of course, yeah. the day we were releasing this episode, Brownlow Metal this evening, Dustin Martin is about as uh, strong a favourite as it would be if Usain Bolt raced me in a one hundred metre race right now. So um, you yeah, know, he's it shit it the him.
4: last time me me and you were actually in the same room yes, together. We metal. Actually what we were watching the Brownlow Metal. We
0: were. We were indeed. I remember it vividly. That's when we recorded our first uh, the Return of These Brink podcast. Just before yeah, I yeah. left. Just before I went away. Actually you did did you not come over again a couple of days later? You did, because you came. You were still in the state, and you came over on the Wednesday night. I remember Brie came around at the same time too. It was the night before I left. I, yes. I remember it. Yep. Ah, yes. oh, good memories. When are you coming down again, Josh? Uh, we, I have no idea. We're doing our trip. We're doing our road
4: trip. I want to. Come right now. Can't. I really do. I want to. Put the baby really in the cupboard. Really... It'll be all right when you get back.
0: Actually, just a random note. Speaking of baby, we're going on to the top, I and mean, you're probably going to go to bed. It's like midnight right now, but like speaking of baby, uh, I watched Dirty Dancing for the first time the other day. We had we, uh, reviewed it for the Oz Network. That is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. What a piece of shit!
4: <laughs> Interesting note about that movie. Is that a shit? There is a, there, there, there's a scene. I think I think <laughs> it, 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 there there's a scene where they're at the drive-thru. I think a, mm, No, they, they dress don't dress go to a drive thru and
0: dirty dancing. You might be thinking of oh, a different maybe.
4: movie. I'm probably thinking of a different movie then. Who cares then? Yep. Maybe <laughs> my story is know Maybe
0: Nobody puts Baby in the Corner. Yeah, we fucking will because it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> The best bit of the whole movie was the last scene with the dance at the time of my life, which you've all seen a million times before. Um, like, that's good, but that's the end of the movie as well, so it's even better. Patrick Swayze, let's be honest, the guy looks like he's about 50, and fucking Jennifer Grey's like 18, so it's just kind of the whole movie thing. Like, what's this old pedo doing with this little girl? Hey, equality, mate. Oh Therefore. God! This is the thing, though, that I've discovered that uh, we we put like a disclaimer at the beginning of our episode because I think any single female in my life who ever listens to it will never talk to me again because that's just like you know the the most feminine movie in the world that they just go wet in the vagina for. So um, I've never seen it. Well, no, don't, don't watch it. it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and to to avoid divorce, don't tell Naomi it sucks. <laughs>
4: Nah, you probably hasn't seen it. Either. She's a
0: smart woman, that's why you married her. <laughs> that's my that's my criteria. Yes. I'm gonna put on my Tinder profile from now on. If you like dirty dancing, swipe left. <laughs> 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 oh Josh. It's fun. I am everything crossed for you. Again, people listening to this will know the result, but we don't at this time right now. Come on, Richmond. Just do it. Do it for the Australia. Uh, Khan the Tigers, You're not going to hear me say that often, but God, I hope you guys win and lift that Premiership Cup, uh, in only a few days' time. But, uh, fingers crossed for you, Josh. I hope it all goes well for you.
4: No, I, I do too. Thanks, Benny. <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks since we've had
0: this guy on the show, and, uh, so much so that apparently I stupidly invited him back into my house again, even though, uh, Quite literally, we could have done this at a safe distance, but for whatever reason, I'm an idiot. Uh, I do, of course, speak of what the Dakota. F- Dakota Leary. What does Dakota say? Uh, how are you?
5: Hey, I'm pretty good. You're in my house again. Yeah, I am in your house. Yeah. It's, it looks similar to what it did last time. Nothing
0: really changes. Um, um, a few more spider webs. But yeah, we didn't get rid of those. Um, the roof's coming apart a bit. Yeah, it is a bit. Did you notice our deck? Was that done properly when you were here last oh, time? That that that. I didn't pill? notice oh. that, maybe. Yeah, my dad built a new deck. It's oh, okay. pretty nice, isn't That's it? That's good. i go look at it
5: when yeah. I... Yeah. How's the coffee? It's good? It's coffee. Yeah? For, as, for as, as far as instant coffee goes, I just... Ow, I just hit myself in the face with <laughs> the microphone. In terms of coffee, it's pretty all right. Yeah, Yeah, you know, you're not a big international roast aficionado. It's
0: not international roast, actually. It's Nescafe. Oh, Oh,
4: Nescafe. We've
0: gone gone fancy. Oh. I know. I've actually noticed that with, uh, you know, what coffee we get. I grew up. International roast. You know, that was a copy of choice, but we've splurged recently and we've gone the Nescafe got the Blend 43. Oh, wow. I know, right? Blend oh, 43. We're George clooney oh, up, you know? Yes. Anyway, um, uh, you, we want to talk about uh, something that's close to our heart, uh, Formula One, um, but more specifically, <clears throat> F1 2017. Yes. The, uh, the latest video game, which has been out for about a month now. Yeah. Um, I mean, how are you finding it? Dakota? Oh, I'm loving it. You're loving yeah, it? it's so good. What, what are you loving about it? It's
5: not a massive improvement from 2016, but like they've improved the bits that needed like that, improving just for that aesthetic, mm. more aesthetic feel. Um, so the handling mode's generally the same, but obviously with the new cars, the new cars handle different, so. They handle a lot better. Um, yeah. Um, they yeah they basically go around the corners themselves and mm, you know, they feel very nice yeah. to drive um um the graphics are slightly
3: improved
5: well, it looks I think it looks like um and I like the lighting as well the lighting's perfect like I was in my first race at Melbourne and like a cloud went over and like it was blocking the sun and actually like act, like it was oh, awesome.
0: you're noticing the various specific yeah servers. oh it's great so this is this Xbox or, or this PS this Xbox PlayStation okay yeah. right yep yep Mm. So uh, well, I mean, it's. I agree with pretty much everything you said.
5: Um, I I think they handle much more. Mm. Uh, it, something, the, something that does annoy me: the pit stops. They still haven't got the whole mm, mm, like when you very specific drive sound out with a pit stop. Kind of, yeah. Uh, look, I I will be completely
0: honest with you. I, in my career mode, which I've been doing for this gaming channel, casual gamer, I was available via YouTube. Um, I I just do five lap sprint races, so I don't need to pit. I'm oh, cool that way. I do
5: like. Full practice, full qualifying, full. I want mode. to.
0: I will be doing that next time when I'm not recording it because, given also, I'm uh, limited to 15 minute recording sessions on the PlayStation 4's yeah. inbuilt because I don't splurge and buy a recording card. I'm not that fancy. Yeah. Um, so I haven't really experienced pit stops too much. But. Um, yeah, from, from everything that you said, I agree. I think that the cars look fantastic as well. I mean, they do this year. I you know they feel so much faster. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but the grip on them is just outstanding on certain, like... Isn't it? Cornering. Like, going up Eau Rouge, like, yeah. you can just...
5: Push the shit out of it, and you uh, just feel well, it. Well, obviously, I haven't got the spy yet. So,
0: well, oh, how long? So, you obviously because you've been doing longer races. Yet, yeah. So, your career mode. Where are you up to in your? career I'm only mode?
5: up to Canada at the moment. Only up to Canada. Yeah.
0: So, what? When you say uh, so, what specifically do you do? you do full lap, full races? I do 400 percent races. Wow. Distance, yeah. And how? How's your? How are your performances gone? What's um, the best
5: you finished? Were you driving for? I got. I finished third in Russia and I'm driving for Toro Rosso mm-hmm. and that's legend difficulty because um, I think what happened was all the other cars were like, oh, we're going to use our old power units. I swapped in for a new power unit and mm-hmm. I made it. So, I, I like how it does that, how it actually... They've implemented yeah. the, like, the engine changes yeah. and things like that. Yeah, I agree. And like the other car teams do it as well, which is good. Yeah. Um, so, that happened. I got third in a Toro Rosso. Um I got taken out by Max Verstappen at some point. I can't remember what, I can't yeah. remember what race it was. I think it was Spain. So you
0: don't—you're not a flashback user.
5: Uh no, I hate. You don't okay. No yeah. right. Unless like it's a completely stupid a thing that's happening. It's yeah. Bullshit!
0: It's yeah. like yeah. I I mean so I've on casual Gamer, I was basically I. I'm actually about to start my ninth season, so my penultimate season. Jeez, that's lot of. Jeez. Well, yeah, because well, yeah. I'm only doing five lap races, yeah. so. Uh, but the thing with it is, is uh, similar to you. Like, I, I, would generally use flashbacks when I'm doing it myself because it's kind of like you know you get frustrated. Yeah. You're like, okay, bullshit, yeah. whatever. But I'd been very strict on casual camera. I was like, no, yeah. this is this is for yeah. the people going to watch this. So uh, five seasons in. I hadn't even gotten a single offer from another team, not even fucking McLaren or Sauber. Why? Uh, because basically long how I did it was I got like my first year I did it fairly okay. I got like a podium in Italy, I think, and, uh, you know, had a few strong results. Um, but because I, the way I developed the car, because I've obviously got this new tree. Yeah. You know how like you've got at the base of the tree, you can develop like your factory first to make it so that the other development parts of that side of the car take quicker and need less points. Yes. But if you do that, that takes a significant amount of time without any actual upgrades. So, I did that. I went the route of upgrading my factory. So, basically, I didn't actually
5: have a proper update on my car until about the fourth season. We should probably only do that. Once you're gonna stay with the team for a bit. Like.
0: Well, yeah, you would think that because because yeah. the thing one thing that I've definitely noticed with F1 2017 with this new reputation scale is that it's it's a lot more difficult to maintain a reputation and actually get mm. offers because I think yeah. kind of in F1 2016. Generally, at the end of the season, even if you not had the best of year, you would still, like, get a team around about you offering. So, like, if you're driving for Toro Rosso, like Haas or, you know, Sauber would still offer you a role. Whereas this one, like, legitimately five seasons in, not even McLaren. Like, Toro Rosso was still ahead of... Uh, you know, I was getting more yeah. points and outscoring everyone, but still, they wouldn't well, even give a shit
5: about me. Maybe you're just a shit driver. Well, that too.
0: Yeah. So basically, I got to like, I think it was the fifth season. I just got yeah. so fed up with like, I need to leave this fucking <laughs> team. So I essentially, um, I reduced the difficulty slightly, and then I added to the fact that I was like, okay, I'm going to be using flashbacks. But by this stage, I'd gotten to the point though where like my my engine, the powertrain was completely like the factory was completely perfect. So it actually took quite quickly for me to upgrade. and I got the most powerful engine in form. Me, one Toro Rosso completely filled my tree up. Um, so by the sixth season, uh, by the fifth season, I was winning races. By the sixth season, I won the championship in Toro Rosso. Uh, and my my tree, like my reputation tree, got full up. And I was thinking I was going to get an offer from Mercedes, Red Bull, and Renault, they were like the three that were the biggest. Ended up getting an offer by Ferrari, lost my shit. And now, currently, uh, I've the last two seasons I've driven for Ferrari, I got third in my first season after couple of bullshit races in Singapore and Italy where I got taken out at the start and I didn't use flashbacks at this point and then uh, season just finished, uh, I won 16 out of 20 races yeah, and right. uh, quite convincingly won the world championship. Yeah, good on you. <laughs> Set a new record for most yeah. wins in a season. Uh, so, of course you did. Yeah, yeah so I I've got two more to go. I've got two more to go.
5: I think the whole like team, like reputation thing is actually quite realistic to be honest because I don't think like teams only really look at you if you're doing like... Yeah. Like excessively well. And I like and the fact
0: too that like if you keep running into Mercedes, they won't they your reputation yeah. drops in Mercedes. Yeah. The one the one thing though that I definitely am critical with it though, and I don't know if you've noticed it, is that it seems to um punish you more for your mistakes than reward you for your good things. So you could have like three good races where you meet like team expectations, you exceed team expectations, and you go really high up, but then come Monaco, you're meant to qualify ninth and you qualify twentieth, and straight away you're like <laughs> Red, think, like yeah. it, it, punishes you more for
5: one mistake. With qualifying, it's a bit like harsh, mm. but everything else I think is fine. I don't. That maybe like in qualifying, it shouldn't even have an effect. Maybe, but I don't
0: know. It's and it's, it's the thing also that I find hilarious is that like, particularly with Ferrari, because like at least with Toro Rosso, you generally your your targets are never really in the top ten that often. It's, it's yeah. generally midfield, so you're quite easily able to exceed expectations. Yeah. But with Ferrari, you're generally always expected to qualify in the front row. You're generally always expected to finish on the podium. Uh, So, like, there was a race where I think I had to finish in the top three in qualifying. I qualified fourth, and I missed out by, like, one hundredth of a second. And Jeff comes over the radio. That's the the team engineer for people. Just not good enough. Not good enough. Come back to the pits, and we'll talk about it. It's like, fuck you! It's like one-tenth off where you wanted me, you prick! That's awesome. Uh, Can I just just say, as much as I love the games, they're so good. But like the, the, the real nitpicky things I've gotta say is the, the off camera characters get so annoying because they do not change. Oh I know Jeff on the radio yeah. does not change. Yeah. Uh, Chris,
5: your team engineer, hi,
0: can we have a word for a moment? It seems the other teams around us are getting better. It's like, well, I fucking need more points. Shut up. First
5: time Chris ever came up to me, he looked so depressed. (laughs) He looked like he's like, he looked like he was about to lose his job. He came up and he goes, oh, I have some bad news. I think like, like, oh, the other teams are getting ahead of us, and I think we need to change that. And he just looked so sad, and I was yeah. like, oh, sorry, mate. Oh, my God, wow. And I'm the, so sorry. And Emma the stupid bitch. Oh, Emma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Piss Emma off. Emma's ang- funny when she's angry. You'll see, like, your team principal, like, Franz Totes will, like, be talking to her. He walks off, and then she kind of comes up to you, and she's like, look, I'm doing the best I can. You need to improve your performance. But, like, the thing is that I like doing on the on the channel is that, like, if you think about it, you and I are fans of Formula One, so we yeah. know how generally it works yeah. behind the scenes, right? So basically, what this game implies is you show up just before Friday practice. Yeah. None of your team has spoken to you yeah. in the week after the race, none of them at all. So Chris comes up and's like, Hi, we've got a new upgrade. Hope you enjoy it. Check out the details. And then fucking Emma, I keep calling her Claire, but she keeps like coming up to you, Oh, looks like you've got a new rival. <laughs> it's like, Okay. In what world in Formula One do you need a rival and it makes a gossip column? <laughs> columns? oh, Romain yeah. Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen have a strong rivalry. Let's put in the gossip columns. They say exactly <laughs> the same thing every single time. <laughs> um, it's just, oh, it's 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 a painful. And the podium celebrations get annoying too because they don't change. Ah, oh, I know. And yeah. I think like I get what they do, but like uh, I read a review which I think was quite appropriate. It's like do what they do in a lot of these other sporting games and and attribute. Animations to the actual drivers, so like mm. Kimi Raikkonen is never that happy when he yeah. wins. Make Daniel Ricciardo do the shoey. you know. Give Sebastian Vettel the finger, like you know. what I mean, like as
5: in he does a finger, don't give yeah, him yeah. a finger. But like attribute celebrations to the drivers, yeah, like FIFA right. does yeah. and stuff like that. All the, they all have like they're literally just the same mechanic, except with the driver's head. It's yeah. Oh, it's this so one annoying.
0: of them is so fucking ugly. He's got this biggest nose, and he's just like yeah. But they they are exactly as soon as yeah. you change teams, they just they change over, and it just it gets a little bit. And these are just minor details, which I think kind of, um, as I read in a review, like since they've gone next gen, like 2015, people said, wasn't. I actually liked 2015. People said it wasn't good. I uh, didn't mind. Like, I know a lot of the features weren't there, but it still handled good and felt really good. 2016 was a huge improvement. Yeah. Often regarded as the best F1 game they've ever done. And this one's kind of tweaked on what they've done. So, like, obviously they're going to maybe alter some of these scenes and that off track. But, like, do you remember, like, F1 2010? Yes, when they had this whole "be the driver" yeah. mode, which I wish they would revisit. Where yeah, I like, went to press conference.
5: Was so good. My favorite that, was twenty eleven.
0: I like twenty ten too. Yeah. But um, like you go to press conferences and you'd have to answer questions yeah. and like it got a bit tedious. But it, it felt more. Yeah, I like that interactive the press
5: conference thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, and good. like
0: when you sit around your motorhome, it's always just Anthony Davidson chilling with Crofty, and there's you like yeah. team principal with your teammate and. You know, like, if you've just had a race where you've, like... Like, there was one of the one where I finished third for Ferrari, so what happened in the last race was I was 24 points behind Vettel in the championship in Abu Dhabi, and I think Hamilton was 17 points ahead of me, too. So I had to basically take out Hamilton and Vettel in order for me, then, to win the World Championship. I had to win the race. So I got into third. Vettel and Hamilton were fighting. I I got ahead of Vettel, managed to uh, half-take him out, but then I fucked myself up too much that I couldn't catch Hamilton. So I essentially took my teammate out and gave Hamilton the championship, like, by accident. I'd rather Vettel have won the championship, but I was like, fuck. But then, of course, they cut back to the motorhome. We're just chilling in the motorhome, as if he's going to be not be pissed off at me that I took him out. Um, but, like, one thing that I know you've we said before, like, which they can't really do, they've explained why they can't do, but, like, with career mode, you know, um, change it up a little bit, like, have the drivers change teams. And
5: yeah, yeah.
0: Again, they've got all these algorithms in their place at Codemasters yeah. HQ, like, you know, bringing random tracks, like, oh, India's back on the calendar in season four, you know what I mean? And Which, sadly, yeah. they've said that they can't really do, because for sponsorship reasons, yeah. they can't have Hamilton
5: in a bar yeah. or something. same like. reason they can't have, like, the... Um, and when you crash the cars, like, crumpling. Yeah, which but, is, yeah.
0: it's a shame, because, like, I had this dream with these F1 games that, like, do it like they do with, say, FIFA or, like, NBA 2K series. Like, the most diverse career mode in any sporting game I've ever played is NBA yeah. Q- 2K 2017. I'm sure it's the same in um, 2018. You okay. Oh, hello,
5: your phone's talking to you. Um, is that, like, non-Siri, or... No. Who's that? Somehow you've accidentally... Somehow you've mimicked my voice... Really? And said, "Hey Siri." Is it, you don't have Siri. I do. He said, "An Apple."
0: Yeah. I thought, "What one have you got?" Uh, I seven. Oh, I've got a seven too. Oh, Hang on. Hey Siri. Well she works in mine. She likes me. I so. don't know why.
5: <laughs> I don't know why that suddenly did that. <laughs>
0: that did that for me actually. When I was playing, doing casual game of Ros recently, just randomly clicked in. It, I don't know why I did it. It's weird. Yeah. Right. Hey Siri. Get fucked. Get fucked.
5: Have you got the iOS eleven? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, random interruptions there by uh, I, don't,
5: I don't know if you knew what I meant then.
0: iOS 7. iOS eleven. Oh, eleven. Yeah, is that the new iOS one? new update? Is that the new update? Yeah, it? I didn't know that. Uh, it's cool. I'll oh. show you. Later. Okay, cool. Well, anyway. <laughs>
5: anyway, twenty seven F one Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. um,
0: so like on the NBA at two K seventeen, like they have this like hundred year career mode yeah. essentially, which is so realistic. So basically, like you're playing, you know as a team in the NBA you can create your own team, like you can create your own franchise and new city. You can move an old team to a new city. So diverse. But like basically over the hundred years, like it's so in depth that you will have like players retire and players train change teams. So like yeah. ten years in LeBron James will retire. And then, you know, in 20 years into your career, you'll have, you know, random Dakota Leary player will come up and he'll be the biggest superstar in the NBA. So, like, 50 years in, you've got all these players that don't exist in real life. they are just created
5: But it's, like, it's so in-depth. They keep stats and, like, it's so good. Like, if they, like, worked around the sponsorship thing and, like, brought in new teams that didn't have, like real life sponsors or yeah like
0: well you think about it you think about the fact like you have like a franchise mode like they have in the these sporting games yeah. you could create your own team you could recruit a driver even yeah. have like some of the GP like even have like a GP2 element to it or yeah. something like that or a F2 whatever it's called yeah. now um, but then also like have it so that five years in Alonso retires and yeah. then you've got a new up and coming driver. And th- like, this is where they don't even have to have real drivers. Like yeah. in the, um, uh, invitational mode, how hey, they just create
5: fake drivers, just do that. And, well, then, they could like, do that, and then the sponsors would be happy. Yeah. They'd still be wearing the team clothes. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: And like, you don't necessarily have to change like liveries and stuff like that over these cause that's very in depth. They, they yeah. don't do that in NBA. Like they don't necessarily change like jerseys and that, yeah. but um you know like have it so you can create a team cuz that would be amazing you could yeah, create like decoder f1 and yeah sure <laughs> you know but i mean like it would be, be great fun and then um like one thing another thing too which is frustrating as well is like how you can go back into your seasons and see, like, oh, season three, I won four races. Yeah. and like, like, I wish they would keep it so you could go back to, like, three seasons ago and go, oh, the German... Oh, there's no German Grand Prix. Like, the Hungarian Grand Prix, what was the race result? What was the champion? And keep, like, a tally of who's won the most races and who's yeah. won. You know, just keep, like, random in-game statistics as well. Yeah. Like, that's, that's me, but... I mean, again, yeah, just being like, critical for critical sake.
5: What what they've got now, 2017, but with, like, 2011, 20, like, ten like, kind of... Yep. Stuff, yeah, stuff. And bring
0: back split screen.
5: Oh yeah, people still screen,
0: yeah. play split split screen code op split, split screen, Like yeah. online's fun, but like you know, if I want Dakota's over right now, well, I want to say let's have a game. Yeah. Well, we can't because you know he's got an Xbox, I've got a PlayStation, so we can't do online. But yeah. even right now, we just can't sit here and have a game because you don't have split screen. No. Uh, one last thing. Obviously, we haven't really talked about it, but obviously a big feature this year, which I'm glad they brought
5: back, uh, classic cars. Oh, classic cars. Oh. <laughs> oh. Do you need a tissue? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I am so happy. Classic What's your favourite? Um, 98 McLaren. Really? Yeah. Okay. You know I'm an F2004 man. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, that's yeah. a beast. Uh,
0: yeah. And the F2002. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think they're all great. Um, I just, I completely forgot that in terms of the game I had, I had to yeah. download the 90, 88 McLaren.
5: <laughs> something I find interesting about the 88 McLaren actually mm. is that it handles and looks a lot like the 2017 cars. Mm-hmm, yeah, I can see it. As compared to the other... Um I think that
0: uh, that one hand is a lot better than the 91 McLaren. I don't like yeah. driving the 91 yeah, McLaren. I that's my like least favourite. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't thought about it that way. That's a good, that's a good point, actually. Um, I, I, One thing I actually had an idea, which I think they would be great to do, is, um, you know, over like... Because they've got a good collection of them in the game, but like... Mm. As they do updates, like, over time, like, introduce DLC, like, oh, oh, here we go, here's the, you know, 97, you know, Jordan, or something like that, you know? What
5: I would have, I thought would have been cool, which is what I thought was actually the case when they first announced Classic Cars, is that they'd have, like, the whole season of the cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that would, I'm with you there. Yeah. Like, that would be, that would be epic. That would be so good. And, like, I think like that that in itself would sell games like oh yeah Damn. retro fans would like go crazy over it in terms yeah. of like download the entire 98 season Yeah. you know That'd and be just, awesome. Uh, and tracks as well yeah. um the one actually that uh like i think i've probably talked to you about it before but my, probably my favorite formula one game of all time was one called F1 career challenge and it was right. it was an EA when EA Sports kind of had co rights with Sony when they used to kind of develop rival F one games in the early two thousands. Um, but basically, what this one was, it was uh, you started in the ninety nine season. You had four seasons, and you would work your way through ninety nine, two 2000, 2001, one, two thousand two. And, like, each year it would do what we are just talking about. So, at the end of the 99 season, all the drivers would change and all the liveries would change and it would actually okay, cool. replicate each season through to 2002. And it was so specific that, say, like, in 99 when Schumacher broke his leg, halfway through the season, Mikasalo would be driving for oh, Ferrari wow. and they would actually have it that specific with the drivers in each that's of the awesome. seasons if there was a driver yeah. change. Uh, it was an amazing. It was an yeah. amazing game. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, you look back on it now graphically and kind of that, it's not the best in terms of what it looks like compared to what we're used to, but just the the diversity of that game was incredible. So, again, Codemasters have had the rights now for nearly 10 years. I mean, they sort of had that in, like, was it 2015 where you could do the 2014 season? But, like, why not package a game now where, say, like, F1 2018, but then, say, like, career mode, you know, make it start in, like, 2015 or something like that, and then that way this where we're saying they can change teams, but you can do it in real world. Yeah. You know, so start at twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, yeah. have four seasons or even fuck it. Like you've got all the inbuilt modes into it. Go I mean they technically started in two thousand and nine when they had the Wii version. So do it so that they could have like start in two thousand and nine and then yeah. as they
5: change in your ten years, you've yeah. got your liveries and your driver yeah. changes. And, and you just make that like that classic mode. Like yeah. the like the that the base for that um yeah exactly oh thing and that's right? that, that's a separate that's
0: a yeah. could be a separate mode and uh, actually one thing I'll say too I don't know if you've played much of the other um, championship modes outside of career mode uh, but they're actually quite good like the, mm. the I did a sprint championship which yeah, is actually things, really fun yeah. so it's just like you legitimately five lap races <coughs> and they just choose five random circuits yeah. but the most fun thing about that is is like the first race is a completely random grid uh, so you don't know where you start and then from that point on it's reverse grid from championship order Yeah. So and it's just fun because like I was doing one of the races and it was like I got to the front of the pack and it was like I'm battling two Sauber's and Van Dorn for the lead you know what I mean It's whereas like I I've, I've found in the career mode it's very rigid in the fact that it's basically only Ferrari or Mercedes will ever win like a Red Bull yeah. will be on the podium every now and then but yeah
5: what about when you get to like Higher up in the season, in the uh, se- even then,
0: even then, I haven't like it's not. That's actually another criticism. At least in F one 2016, if I develop my car, like if I develop the Toro Rosso to be the best car in the field, and I leave Toro Rosso, the Toro Rosso's are still fighting for the lead, even when you're not right. driving for them. I made Toro Rosso the fastest car in the field with the best engine. But since I've joined Ferrari, they, they don't get points; they're just battling at the back, and it's yeah, still right. just Ferrari and Mercedes. It's right. And, like, even, yeah. like, Four Senior and Williams have kind of developed. So, they're every now and then in a hunt for a podium, but it's so very it like rare. It just resets
5: itself when you change teams. Yeah, and
0: qualifying, it's always... Top four is always Ferrari and Mercedes. It never changes. And that's where it's frustrating. That's where I yeah. think it's a bit unrealistic. So, yeah. The little little things that we're nitpicking at, yeah. but, uh, you know...
5: You, well, maybe you know, they'll come out we with we an play. update to fix that. They have maybe. Before, so. Hopefully. Uh,
0: well, we've talked a lot about uh, F1 2017. It's been fun. Dakota, we'll uh, we'll speak to you next week. We might have some singing this episode with you yet, but, uh, yeah, we'll speak to you next week Okay. <laughs> now, we think like to bring you a little bit of highlights from some of our other shows that we uh, obviously are involved in here through The Brink. Obviously, we've provided a bunch of spin-offs over the years, and uh, a big one, I guess, is the Oz Network, and uh on the Oz network not only do we cover TV shows and movies we cover TV shows and movies but uh this week on Friday we're releasing an episode it's been anniversary month on the Oz network we're basically we're celebrating four different movies celebrating a uh, different anniversary uh we're celebrating the 25th anniversary of White Man Can't Jump the 20th anniversary of Titanic and Face Off and the 30th anniversary of Dirty Dancing I'd never seen Dirty Dancing before last week I wish I could go back in time to that time when I hadn't seen Dirty Dancing because it's a piece of shit. Um, sorry to all our female listeners who absolutely live by that movie, but seriously, it's shit. Um, but we had a funny little bit on this. There's a bit of a preview of that episode this Friday. Uh, Colin decided to get singing. So uh, there's always a bit of fun when you have a Canadian singing on your show. So we thought we would play a little bit of a tidbit of this, a little snippet. And uh, give you a taste of what this episode is going to entail.
1: Who who put the baby? Who put the baby in the corner? (laughs) Who (laughs) put the baby? That's my baby.
3: My baby. It's in the corner. (laughs) I've got like Crash's Dummies. You know the the song uh, "Keep a Lid on Things" by Crash's Dummies. The weirdest song they ever made.
0: Uh, no, the only song by Crash this time he's on now is Mmm. Oh,
3: okay. And this weird song which just starts with the singer, Who put the dog
2: in the doghouse? <laughs> uh, I was probably thinking that. Who put the baby in the corner?
3: <laughs> you did, baby! You my did... baby! My baby. <laughs> I want to do a, a, a parody of that. Who put the baby in the corner? <laughs> you did, baby! You did! <laughs> Jamie's gonna love that right now. She thinks that song's amazing.
0: I just want Colin to sing for the rest of this episode.
3: <laughs> 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 All right, let's move on for the crashes. That weirdest song ever.
0: Full episode, of course, on Friday. And uh, fair warning, if you love Dirty Dancing, and I already haven't offended you enough by calling it shit on this episode, you won't want to listen to that, because seriously, I rip it a new one, because really, it is a piece of shit. Well, this is a part of the show where we generally go back in the vault and play a bit of funness, but I'm going to, first of all, do this introduction to that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Oh, forget the lyrics, but it's even more exciting because we're back to doing new ones. Yay, everybody says, woo, 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 woo." Dakota. New ones? New ones, ones that have never been heard before because we're recording specifically for the show. All right, okay. Yay! (laughs) Okay, cool. Thanks. Uh, We'll be doing three of these because I'm doing one, you're doing one, and we'll do a duet. We're going to start off with you doing a solo playing yep. solo. I'm playing solo. Uh what uh What are you doing here? You're not doing Jason Derulo and solo? You're yawning on my couch? Um,
5: yeah, I'm yawning on couch. It's yep. quite a comfortable couch. Um, um, I'm glad you think that. I am doing Paranoid Android by Radiohead. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. Yeah. It's all right.
0: So, uh, I'm going to come up with a topic? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, your topic? F1 2017? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it on the show today, so yeah. I've just stolen your thunder. All right, you ready to go? Here is Dakota Leary, Paranoid Android, Radiohead, singing about F1 2017. <coughs> it is over to you. It's, it's going to start. There we go. Yeah.
5: That's good. <sighs> I, I, I don't know this song. That's, yeah. You know. Fuck up. I know. No, don't bring Jesus into this. He's a good man. The game came out in August I can't remember the date Thanks (laughs) I woke up at the crack of dawn And when TV game. To get it... Right, F1 2017! Right, it's a song,
4: right, Yeah.
5: I got it home and put it in my Xbox One. I started a career and played for good old Toro the
2: The
5: rich shit. Got a lot of instrumental in the oh, song, it yeah. Like
0: so slow and yeah,
5: now nah, it's good. In, like, it's quite good. I like it. I don't
0: to the radio here.
5: It's not very good for the lyrics, though. Let me see. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> my apologies. Oh, yeah. Showed pretty well in my first race. I think I got seventh, but I can't really remember. I can't really remember I can't really remember But some guy came up to me and said We need to put some updates on the car I think his name was Chris or something Classic mode Yeah. It's, it's like playing a guitar. No.
2: Just, you know, today, yeah, good. You
5: know? No, he's just missing his own, mate.
0: Groundbreakingly shit. Oh my god, it's still got like <laughs> three minutes to go. <laughs>
5: I don't think there's any more lyrics in the song, to be honest. I think so. Oh, we probably saved. can, yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> 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 Holy shit, what a piece of crap that was. As in the song, not you, you did alright. I, I commend you, World Dakota. I'm
5: going to you a nine. A nine? I think I oh, think thank you you. You did well
0: for the source material. Thank you. Because again, that was shit song. That was <laughs> alright. Uh, Alright, well, uh, we're going to do another Forget Lyrics uh, very, very shortly, so uh, we'll hear from that very, very soon. We're back. You heard us say that we would be doing this again, and we're going to press this button. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. We're going to forget the lyrics. It's my turn to solo it up. And uh, I'm actually going to do one that we've
4: technically
0: already done, but... We never had a recording of this, so in many ways, it's not on the record. Mm. So I do of course speak of "Mr. Brightside" by the Killers, who of course are performing at the AFL Grand Final this week. So getting excited. Um, I it's my turn solo, flying solo. I'm flying solo. What
5: uh, what do I have to sing about? Um, well, because I'm like boring. Hmm. You said it. Um, and the song is about jealousy. Mm. You can sing about jealousy. Just to make it extra hard because the song's already about jealousy. Okay, I see what you did there. I'll I'll take it.
0: All right, uh, Mr. Brightside, The Killers, me singing um, about jealousy. So let's do this. Don't forget the lyrics on my couch with Dakota He told me I had to sing about jealousy I thought what will I sing about on this song Because it is about jealousy It's already about jealousy So I thought about something It was uh, about jealousy I keep saying that word But that's what I've got to sing about So I thought about Dakota He is wearing shoes And I'm not wearing them And I'm feeling quite sad now That I'm not wearing shoes Because they're quite nice. Even though they kind of look like slippers, and I'm not sure if they are or not. Slippers. They look really nice On his feet But they're not slippers they just slip They're on. actually just slip-ons But I still think that they look like slippers Despite no. what Dakota actually says I'm still fucking jealous Of slippers? Yeah Why wouldn't I be jealous of slippers? Buy some slippers. I don't own slippers.
5: Get some. Let's just buy some. Should I? Sure. But these aren't slippers, so. I'm coming out of my house
0: and I'm going to pay less shoes. Gonna buy some slip-ons, but they're not really slippers. But maybe I'll buy some slippers instead because I really like slippers. I really like slippers. I don't know why I like those slippers so much. Maybe they keep my feet warm or something else. But I don't even have any shoes on my feet Because I'm just wearing socks and it's really warm Now on my shitty couch Now it's really warm I don't know where I'm going with this song anymore It's about to, meant to be about jealousy Singing, forget the lyrics on a Friday I just dated this recording Even though it's heard on a Monday I'm quite jealous that you are Listening to this right now Instead of doing your homework Because this is the end of
5: this Yeah, oh, oh Okay.
0: You weren't, you weren't
2: a thing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. I don't
0: know.
4: What's wrong
0: with that? Well, I, mean, could a more creative, I could have been a bit more creative. We that much we that much shoes, but I could have been a bit more
4: creative. You talked about my jealousy. You just talking about my shoes. Thing. Well, I was jealous of your shoes. But you how was I not talking that? You just talked about
0: your I was jealous of your shoes. That was the point of the difference.
5: You know what I'm talking about jealousy? I don't a Give shoes. me a fuck of it.
0: Like, Whoa! Last night, did you <laughs> need to know um what specifics of my life? <laughs> Not that specific. You asked.
5: <laughs> <Okay>. Um, Jeff <laughs> Beckle. Cool. Um, I give you be a six. What the fucking bullshit? No, you asked me from a fucking
0: vote. I just farted. I hope it smells. Um, all right, we're going to come back and do a duet. I'm Daniel Ricardo, it up here. <laughs> um. Yeah, fuck you. That was more than a six. We'll come back for a duet. Now, we already heard from this guy earlier in this episode, and we had a lot of speculation, but we had to do this straight away, given that, of course, you know what's happened since we recorded that segment. Uh, Dare I say anything more? Joshua Shoebridge, welcome back, and how the hell are you feeling right now? (laughs) We
4: are in the freaking finals, mate. It is the best feeling. (laughs) 35 years of waiting. It's been unbelievable to see the amazing amount of football played tonight fantastic you you
0: have just blown a gasket like every single richmond supporter right now in the entire country i mean uh you know did you did you make sure that all your children weren't away from you so you weren't just like
4: punching them in celebration or something along those lines Oh, quite the opposite, I Gabriel sitting on my lap, even though he's been vomiting all day. Uh, <laughs> he's been sitting on my lap and he was watching, he was cheering along with it. So I think we're the little Tiger supporter right there too.
0: Wow, wow. So, I mean, like,
4: can you even put it
0: into words how this is feeling? Because, I mean, you've obviously, you're only just in the grand final. you still got to win it yet if you want to actually lift the Premiership Cup. But, I mean, this is, of course, as we said in our segment earlier, the only AFL side that in your and my lifetime has never made the grand final and it's just yours. So, um, yeah.
4: Oh mate, it's uh, obviously yeah. It, it is the next step, but you got to think about it. It is another step that hasn't happened in over 30 years. We haven't been in a grand final in 35; we haven't won in longer. So it's just a step by step by step. Like last year, you wouldn't even think that Richmond were going to be in, in any form of finals. This year, they've owned it. They've they've stayed in the top five all year, and I think there's nothing else better than seeing them finish out the year on top doing their best
0: and just uh obviously you're playing Adelaide I mean uh what are your thoughts on Adelaide in general Josh I mean have you have you liked that city have you hated it I mean do you hate it even more now because you want to beat them I mean how do you you feel about Adelaide leading into this
4: well they see that that's the thing I actually don't mind the city of Adelaide the city of Adelaide is quite a nice city it reminds me it's a little bit of Hobart the fact that their airport's right in the middle of the city is Pretty cool. Uh, so th- th- that's what it's got going for. Uh, as for the seriously, who names a team after the crows? <laughs> seriously, it's like the like the the only way that they would be able to to win a game against the Tigers is. Um, if everyone was called Mark because that's what crows sound like, going, Mark, Mark. <laughs> well, they've got to mark
0: the ball, so I guess that's yeah. something.
4: But, but it, oh, look, looking at the scores though, uh, from the last two games, so crows are one hundred and thirty-six uh, up on the on the cats on uh, they got on seventy-five, tigers hundred three to giant sixty-seven. It's it's, it, 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 I reckon it's going to be an interesting game of football. This was a tight game of football as it was, like the first. Or the first half of the of the game was pretty tough. Core thing they were up by uh, six or eight points at halftime. I can't only one point wasn't
0: it, I think, at halftime,
4: wasn't it? I can't remember. It was it was tight. It was tight. But like the fact is, like the, I, I literally I chucked the, the the football on when it started at quarter two, and um, I had to help Naomi get Gabriel out of the bath. And within two minutes, Richmond had scored. Two goals, mm-hmm. and I thought, yeah, that's that's awesome." And then, obviously, the Giants uh, replied with the same after that. And then, and it, from then on, it was like this little mitch match thing for the first half of the game. It was a really tight game. Uh, as as I said, it was it was dirty football. It wasn't, uh, you know, your proper clean, perfect football that you used to see during the actual season. Then that's what you get when you get to the finals. It's, it's it's tough. It's grimy. You've got to get into it, and it's there's unorthodox things that happen. Uh, so there's one uh, one of the <laughs> Giants. Fellas got knocked to the ground in a fair charge. <laughs> Didn't know what they'll hit him. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah, it was. It was fair. Nothing bad happened. Um, I, I tell you what though, it was, it was a the oh who was the the player for GWS? Um, it was his last game ever. Stevie J. Yeah. Uh, oh man, he looked pissed off in the in uh, the halftime. <laughs> I I what, feel was, bad
0: for. I like Stevie J, but uh, you know, I was more on. Richmond bandwagon, of course. Um, what are you going to do for the grand final day now, though, Josh? I mean, uh, what, what's the plans? I mean, are you going to go out of your way to try and make it to Melbourne for the game? I'm sure a lot of people we know are going to do I'm sure Chris Hamley right now is already booking his flights to Melbourne. But, um, yeah, I mean, what, what are you I going don't to do?
4: Think I to. I, I'm kicking myself because that weekend, uh, my wife actually is going to be going down to Geelong. She's playing an AFL Masters in the uh, over 35s, so I think it is, and... I said, oh, I'll stay home with the little kids. I'm like, now I'm going... Mm. Family
0: trip. Family trip, Josh. Be like, what we'll I, I
4: take the trip. But at the same time, though, watching it at home on the telly with the fam- friends and fam is pretty good, must say. Um, the other thing I probably ought to be having is... like. That's, it is what it is. Getting getting to an AFL Grand Final is almost impossible.
0: Well, I uh, lucked um, into it last year in getting a seat, and I was very lucky to do it in a year where, uh, you know, only one of the sides, I think, had their drought broken. So I was lucky to get my tickets uh, through Sydney. But I'm telling you now, I'm glad in a way, well, I would love to go to this Grand Final. I think the atmosphere will be second to none. But I also am glad in a way that I'm not, because I think this will be the hardest Grand Final to get a ticket to, given that Richmond, how many supporters you guys have? And you also can't discount... Adelaide. I mean, they had 53,000 no. people at the Adelaide Oval on Friday night, so this, I reckon, will be the hardest grand final to ever get a ticket to in uh, modern history.
4: Yeah, well, that's it. And then, as I said, I'm happy to sit home and watch it on telly. There's nothing wrong with that and, again, you make it a bit of a day. You have your food, you have your, you know, all Best that sort of thing. Best day on the you know. calendar,
0: if you ask me.
4: That's it. It's the last dance of September. It's going to be an interesting game to watch. Uh, I, I, You know what I'm interesting to, interested to see is like how the injuries pan out during the week, because there'll be stuff that happened today that we won't know about until later on the week, like there might be a hamstring injury that we're not aware of, might be a delay concussion, might be something come up, and that's going to really throw little curveballs for both sides.
0: But you suck it up, it's grand final week, you put some put some concrete in your milo, you harden the fuck up and you go out there and you play for the club, isn't that right?
4: Come on! That's exactly right, and I I have, I have to say, I was stoked when I heard a fetching song yeah. we're from
2: <laughs> well, Tiger
0: Josh, Land Josh mate. I've got it you got to end it right now we'll get you on during the week in the lead up to the grand final we're probably going to reckon I do a special uh, day before the grand final i going to try and get some more Richmond people I'll try and get some uh, Adelaide supporters we'll make it a go of it but to close out this episode give us the Tiger song come on you've been singing it all afternoon come on
4: Oh, we're from Tigerland. We're strong and we're bold. We're black and we're gold. Oh, we're from Tiger. Yellow and black. (laughs) All
0: right. I've got a bullshit score of six. Dakota got a good score of nine. Let's press this button again. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics here on the Brink on Edge Radio.
2: Over to the studio. Forget Lyrics.
0: We're jueting it up. I can speak. Uh, we've decided to do the 2006 classic, uh, I Wish I Was a Punk Rocker, uh, by the iconic one-hit-wonder singer from 2006, Sandy Thorne.
5: She hasn't really gone back, and it's the fart I can smell. <laughs> but it tastes like it smells—not tastes. It smells like air freshener. Well, that's um. I was told like, my poo doesn't stink. It smells like you washed your pants. <laughs> the fart's gone through the pants and turned into like washing detergent or something.
0: Anyway, um, I wish I was a punk rocker, Dakota. <laughs> uh, let's rock, paper, scissors and see who goes first, and who'll have to decide. One, two, three. Uh, oh. Scissors, that, that. So that means that. You go first and I choose the subject Oh fine, okay The subject is um, Farting through material and having it smell like air (laughs) fresh Fuck, okay You dug yourself a hole my friend You dug yourself a hole All right. I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair (laughs) Sandy Thorne About farting through material Uh, Dakota's going to start this off Let's (laughs) let's improve the classic Let's do this
5: Oh, Ben, wish I wish Ben hadn't farted, because that's all I can smell. And this song, this bit of the song is slower than I remember it, and I don't like it, and it really annoys me. I am. Have you noticed it's slower than... You're definitely you know? not getting a knife for this at this I rate. I fucking... Look, I know. Fuck. Get ready for it. Yeah been farted and I can't stop smelling it, it smells like soap, but I don't know how it smells like soap through his pants, he must have used lots of washing detergent on his pants today, because his part smells exactly like washing detergent, or maybe he ate washing detergent for breakfast, and that's what it smells like, but I know that he ate wheat pigs, cause I watched him eat wheat beets and I, uh, God, I don't like this song. It's too fast for me. But then fight it in my face. Well, not really in my face, but it still smells. Should it still go? You keep going. Oh, okay. Still bit to go. Oh, okay. Fuck. Well, now you Fuck, I hate this. Uh, I hate everything. I hate the world. Uh, well, now you're distracting me with your... <laughs> So Ben it through his chance, and then it went all runny and stuff. I'm not sure if it did, but I'm sure it did because it's Ben. I don't know what I meant by that. I'm sorry, Ben. No offense. How was your weepings this morning? I'm sure they were pretty great.
0: They were really great, thanks Dakota They made me have fuss. It stunk like air freshener in my pants Because that's what they do And then before you know it, it's smelling everywhere It's running down my leg and my leg hair And then it really does smell like poo Oh, I wish that I didn't have farts That smelled like washing detergent or other things that you said I can't remember what you said Because you really, really were Terribly bad in this one Oh, I wish Dakota was better at Forget the lyrics I was smelly on my legs And my farts really smell Oh, I wish that I didn't do farts That smelled like washing detergent Really had nothing to sing in that, did I?
5: Yeah, not really.
0: I literally had like thirty seconds. Yeah, I should have jumped in when you told me really to. Ah, uh, you get a four. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Fair. I mean, yeah. It smells even worse now. I haven't done another one. I don't know what you're talking about. It smells worse though. Well, I don't know. Maybe like the aroma goes up a little bit more after a while or something like that. I wouldn't have a clue. Fuck.
5: Um, you get a eight. <laughs>
0: He <laughs> sounds... Actually, no, yeah. All right. So you got uh, I, I win then. So, yay! I
2: win! Woohoo!
0: Yeah, okay. Just thought I would pump... You look sad. I'm a bit sad. You're a bit sad. I to win.
5: I thought I was going to go away on this. Thing. The, fucking, the topic was shit. I well, how think? about next week we bring you back, Dakota? And then you try again? No. Okay, we we'll this speak to you next week. Thank I you, don't want to be back next week.
0: Steve shit, you are. Goodbye. <laughs> Alrighty, folks, it's nearly time to end another episode on our one-year anniversary of our newly formed podcast. I guess we can stop saying newly formed now, it's been a year, so uh, therefore it's not really new once it's a year anymore, is it? But uh, what we uh, obviously traditionally would do when it came to AFL Grand Final Week is uh, we would uh, celebrate the occasion by playing the team's songs in lead-up to the big game. Now, obviously, we would be on a Friday morning, so it would kind of be nice, fresh in your mind, ready to go for the day after. But given we're technically releasing on a Monday now, and uh, obviously we sit this for a week, so you can uh, have uh, your opportunity to listen to it at your leisure, we uh, thought we would still do it. We did this on our very first episode last year in the lead-up to last year's Grand Final. Of course, I went to the Grand Final last year. I was very lucky enough to have the tickets to the game. Had a fantastic time and saw the Bulldogs obviously prevail over the Swans. But uh, we're going to do it again this year in terms of playing the songs, and it's a special occasion too, given that these are two songs that generally never get played in September, particularly one of them. Of course, it's Adelaide versus Richmond. Now, I remember back in 2007, uh 10 years ago to be precise, when we obviously led up into the Geelong Port Adelaide Grand Final playing the Port Power theme song, and what a rubbish theme song theirs is. I have to say, the Adelaide theme song is a pretty decent one, so... Let's play this for you now And uh, get your Adelaide supporters Excited in the lead up To this Saturday's big game We're the pride of South Australia where the mighty Adelaide
2: pros We're courageous Stronger, faster And respected by our foes rage
0: Now, I have to say that um, of the newer teams, teams that have been led into the competition in the last 25 or so years, 26 years, it's one of the better ones. I actually really do like the Adelaide song, and uh, growing up, remembering their premierships in 97 and 98, I remember hearing this played on grand final day back when I was uh, 10, 11 years old. So, obviously, it's been 19 years since I've been in the grand final, 19 years since they've won but uh, it's a bit of a sterling song I, again I really do like this song let's uh, hear the closing part of it Adelaide fans
2: we give our best from coast to coast where the story will be told as we fight
0: Now, um, I'm just going to end it there because apparently my version of that just basically cuts out there. So, uh, sorry, Adelaide foot supporters. Just got a bit of a snippet of uh, the Colton song there. Sadly, you can't we hear that uh, this week because they never make the finals anymore. One thing I will say, I do remember when we had our sledge on the edge several years ago and it was a battle of the AFL fans and we had Pip Monk represent uh, the Adelaide Crows. I remember questioning her about the uh, the club's song um, that they're respected by their foes. Really uh, a bit of a stretch trying to tell that to Richmond supporters this week. Uh, speaking of Richmond, though, there is without doubt no argument when it comes to what is the best song in the AFL. Even as a as a devout Carlton supporter, I will strongly agree that the Richmond theme song is the best song in the entire AFL. I have sat in the Richmond cheer squad at the MCG on a win. and Funnily enough, actually, the game I went to, uh, I think it was in 2013 from memory, um it was actually against Adelaide and they beat Adelaide and I was in the cheer squad. It was an amazing atmosphere and there's probably about 40,000 people at that crowd at that game. I cannot imagine what it would be like should they win the grand final this coming Saturday. Without further ado, I really think we need to hear the best song in the AFL. And this is really going to give you goosebumps come Saturday uh, before the game and hopefully after the game if they win. Because I'm going to say it now, I'm, I'm rooting for the Tigers. I'm rooting for the Tigers. So let's hear this. This is for Josh. This is for our former friends on the show, Chris Hamley, Rod Hunt. So many Richmond supporters we know out there. Let's hear the best song in the AFL. Away from Tigerland.
2: A fighting fury. Away from Tiger. Risking head and skin, if we're behind then never mind, we'll fight and fight and win for we're from Tiger Land. We never weaken till the final siren's gone. Like the tiger of all, we're strong and we're bold for we're from Tiger, yellow and like we're from
0: Tiger Land. It's just so good, it's so purpy and happy and really stop myself from chanting yellow and black there. I'm not even a Richmond supporter. Just such a great song. Um, honestly, if you've ever been to an AFL game and you've been to a Richmond game, no matter who they're playing or what it is, it's just the best song to get involved in. I was even there in the first game this year against Colton when we got thrashed by Richmond and I think we were singing this song at the end of it just because it just gets you involved. And seriously, this would be one of the best uh, goosebump-inducing moments ever if they win this Saturday. It's a close one. Let's close this one out, Richmond.
2: For oh, we're from Tigerland A fighting fury We're from Tigerland In any weather You will see us with a grin Risking head and skin If we're behind Then never mind We'll fight and fight and win For oh, we're from Tigerland We never weak until The final siren's gone Like the Tiger of all. The are strong and we're bold For oh, we're from Tigerland Yellow
0: yeah, and black. We're from Tiger Couldn't resist. I know. I'm not a Richmond supporter. I couldn't resist. So it just gets you involved there. Uh, what a song. And uh, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I'm going for the Tigers this week because I think probably most non-Adelaide supporters would be. Uh, but I, I, I really feel that even if Adelaide won, I'll be I'll be satisfied. I, I do have a bit of a soft spot for the Crows. As I said, I remember 97, 98 watching them and. Uh, remember collecting weedly all the the newspaper clippings i probably still got them somewhere um and i really enjoyed those two grand finals seeing adelaide win so i always had a bit of a soft spot for them so should they defeat richmond um as sad as i will be for the tigers i still think i'll be mildly satisfied for the crows as well in what to me is uh one of my favorite weeks of the uh the calendar year uh love grand final week Brown low medal, of course, tonight at the time of recording this. Uh, just the lead up to the game, the excitement. Even if your team's not playing, just as a footy fan, it's exciting. And uh, I can't imagine the feeling it would be if your team's playing. I've obviously, now go for a team that currently now holds the longest AFL grand final dra- drought uh, tied with North Melbourne. Carlton and North Melbourne have now the longest active AFL grand final drought. Both teams, it's been since 1999 since they played in the grand final. I remember that day. Uh, and I remember also our last premiership 95. I was uh, nine years old. Eight years old, actually, to be precise. So, um, yeah, it's obviously been a while. But, uh, look, if Richmond can make it, there's hope for any AFL team. Let's be honest. But uh, we're going to have a special episode for you next week because we're going to be speaking to Josh again a couple of times throughout the weekend, obviously pre-game and then post-game. And we've actually tracked down an Adelaide Crow supporter. Um did not really say tracked down. I know a few. But we've been put in contact with a really rabid fan who I believe is a member of the Adelaide supporters' cheer squad who will be at the grand final. On Saturday, So we'll be pre-recording a little bit with him uh, pre-game, and then should they win, we'll try and get him on the show before we release the uh, episode on Monday. So obviously, given that we're a weekly episode, a lot of our uh, segments are spread out, as you've heard in this episode, how we spoke to Josh pre-preliminary final and then post-preliminary final. Um, so yes, we'll uh, no doubt have word from Adelaide and Richmond supporters, and then obviously uh, whoever wins, we'll try and get uh, the winning supporter back on to have a chat. You'll hear them both in the one episode. In the meantime, it's been a fun, it's been a big, it's been a long episode. So, but that's what we like to do here on The Brink. If you want to stay tuned each week, we appreciate the support, of course, and the easiest way to get these episodes is to subscribe. If you're an iTunes user, head to iTunes Store and uh, go to the uh, the podcast section, click on a subscribe and we always appreciate feedbacks. Please leave us a rating, leave us some feedback and obviously we um, really appreciate anything that you can say there. Also, if you don't use iTunes, you're not an Apple user, you can find us on Stitcher for you Android users out there and please do the same. We appreciate any feedback. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and also YouTube as well where you can listen to these episodes in full. If you're listening to this on YouTube, hello, thank you for tuning on YouTube. We appreciate it. Remember to subscribe. But uh, it's been a fun episode go the tigers this coming saturday and hopefully we have a ripping grand final it's gonna be weird to be back watching it in tasmania but uh look once you experience it in person you kind of get that bug and want to go back but um Obviously this year I would say the hardest grand final probably to get tickets in. So uh we'll uh we'll check it out. We'll go to the Tigers, go to the Crows, and we hope you have a fantastic AFL grand final week and to our NRL counterparts as well. Uh obviously I feel bad a little bit for ignoring you guys, um, given that I'm a shark supporter and we got eliminated. Kind of really don't give two shits. Uh, go the Storm. Although, again, similar to this one, if the Cowboys won, I wouldn't be too displeased. So I don't mind the Cowboys. But uh, Storm are my second team. So got to go for the Storm. And for all our uh, listeners north of the uh, the line up there in uh, Queensland and New South Wales, may you too have a fantastic grand final weekend. We'll be back next week. Thank you very much for tuning in. And thank you for your support over the last year. It's good to be back in the air for 12 solid months And we hope to bring you many more across the coming months, weeks, years, millennium, decade, anything. Till next week, though, Hobart, keep sucking those grand final oranges and good night.